Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 152 of the F Reality Podcast. Crank your AC to 11 as things are going to get very hot and toasty as we discuss this week's top VR news. We're going to be talking about Solaris getting a delayed release. We have some fresh news on the Walking Dead onslaught from Servios. The new Oculus venues hints at Horizon coming soon. We're going to be discussing Tyrael Wood's hands-on impressions of the new HP Reverb G2. And finally, Zim has got some new VR releases for you to look forward to next week. But for now, let me introduce you to the team and find out what been what has been the highlight of the week this week. And also let us know what you played in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. First up to the plate, brace yourself as this guy is warming up for the comeback of the century. It's the one and only angry Canadian resident. It's Rowdy VR. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah, indeed. I, I actually managed to, to buy some, uh, some new supplies uh, to get back onto the on the on the virtual reality grind on youtube again um i'm looking very much forward to it uh, i managed to buy a motherboard and also a pc case still be a couple of weeks probably before they actually get delivered but um very much looking forward to it and uh, it's been a while now it's it's been i think since uh, roughly january february that i last made a video which is uh, far too long according to like what i've been doing before but i mean i think i deserved a little bit of a rest considering you know the the stuff that i've been doing before that so uh uh, yeah, but I'm very excited to get uh, get back into it for sure. What'd you get? What'd you get? I want to know your specs or whatever. What what do you what would you would you lay money on then, Rowdy? I, 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 the motherboard was the the Z390, uh, oh, nice. Aorus or something, the Pro Wi-Fi. Uh -huh. So it, it will be a, a very nice uh, a motherboard, and then the case was a was a Fractal Design Seven, uh, the white one. So uh, those are the, the two main things that I purchased. I, I'm still looking at maybe getting like still like a because I, I I think I still need a keyboard. I don't think I managed to bring that from Belgium in my suitcase. So uh, or at least it didn't survive uh, the trip. <laughs> you should get one of those keyboards that you can roll up. <laughs> Rubber metal. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. yeah, very nice. And are yeah. you gonna be sitting uh, in the AMD camp or the Intel camp? Oh, I'm, I'm still in there. I, I mean, I brought my Intel, my i7, my old i7 processor from uh, from Belgium still. So hopefully that did survive the trip because nice. otherwise I'm, I'm going to have to buy a processor still as well. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably I'll probably stay in the Intel camp. And I did manage to play some virtual reality this week Ooh, as well. Okay. I, uh, I, I, I dove my quest bag out. And of course, I, I played some Onward like I do every week. Uh, but I've also played uh, some Synth Riders again. Mm. Uh, and that's still one of my, my, my go-to kind of like games if i want a little bit of like a workout uh, one of them at least uh, and i think that the music in there is just fantastic they have um i mean you all know that I'm, I'm also a little bit of a fan of the of the heavier genre and i think they have some great songs in there that fit really well for that and they also have this like electro old school poppy jazzy music in there and i really like that as well mm. um and it was interesting is that uh, it's it's very different to beat saber in the way that uh, that you hit like those blocks or those balls mm. uh because they, they they make like a different kind of sound depending on like uh which color that they have so you have to, of course the standard red blue ones but then you have the green ones and they you know you need to hit them and you need to use the same arm to hit all the next ones but once you finish a streak it will give like a, you know like a bang or like an extra noise and the same with the gold ones which you need to hit with your both hands you know you need to hit all of them and then you get this extra noise but the nice thing is that that noise is very much in tune with the music and if you have like the heavier genre that is really really nice to do that uh, it feels really badass to, to play that way did you play their new really uh, 360 game. mode by any chance i'm curious 
No, uh, I've, I've just played the, the standard one that I've always played on the Quest. I didn't even know that there was a 360 mode. Is yeah. that on Quest as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got... Uh, so you were talking about their Electro Swing update, and I agree with you. That yes. music is Electro just swing. so badass. It so awesome. feels so good. But uh, And I, I, I take it you were playing solo, not with other people, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Shouldn't yeah. even have asked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What the heck? Nice. nice. Nice little suggestion there. So if you haven't checked out... Uh, you know the electro swing dlc go check it out and the 360 mode as well yeah nice synth riders uh so next up this guy likes to cook up a storm in the kitchen but also on the battlefield he has a new addition to the family so congratulations are in order it's of course vr streamer zimtok5 how are you dude what an exciting week has been for you mate a very exciting week. Yes, thank you, Mike. Thank You'd be you. Be very careful with your highlight of the week now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wife might be watching. Yeah. <laughs> highlight of the week: uh, new daughter. So my third kid. Wow. Uh, we named her Eska. Thank you, everybody. Um, and yeah, it was uh, it was an exciting home birth. Uh, she came three weeks early and definitely surprised the both of us. It was funny because like on Tuesday, my wife's water broke at like 4 a.m. and it was like she's like can't be this early really can't be this early and she was kind of going into the whole panic mode and i'm like we're ready we're good we're good we're, we're, we're gonna do this and it took another two days before then uh she delivered but uh it was uh it, it, it was great it's great to have this this five pound little uh kid now in my arms i i mean you you go through it once or twice or not third time but every time it's uh it's special and the, the funny thing is for people who haven't been parents yet or who won't be like that time is like so short like you think, ah, babies are babies for like years, right? But it's like it's like weeks or months. It's kind of like when you get a puppy. Michael, know what that's like? And they go from being like puppy to being like little dog or you know big dog. And in, in my case, uh, we've got a big dog. <laughs> you don't get you don't get long. You get like that cute little phase for like a short time, and then they turn into real monsters. Uh, and then they start to look like you, and that's the scary part. So yeah, that was definitely highlight of the week. Um, I played a little bit of uh, Elite. Uh, sorry, Elite Dangerous Arena uh, last Sunday. And that was the last of my VR for this week because the rest of the week was just, of course, wrapped up wow. in uh, the delivery. Wait, wait, so. wait, so you're saying that you you, you folks have had a early access baby? We've had an early access <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Got all the beta features wrapped in there. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> so how many kids have you got now, Zim? And, and how many pets have you got in your household? Because it's quite a busy household. It's a very busy household, so... I'll just give you the... It's, so it's eight living things in this house. So it's me and my wife. Things. It's uh, two cats, uh, Walter and Zoe, a dog named Kesha, big white dog. Uh, and then I've got three kids, uh, which are Jade, Denver, and Eska is the new one. Eska, such a beautiful name. Such a beautiful and unique it's name. It's a very nice yeah. name, yeah. Yeah, congratulations again to you both. I think that's amazing, amazing what you've done. Like, And especially having it at home, I think that's super, super brave. Um, so yeah, congratulations well, again. In 2020, I'll tell you, it's the year to do it because you know you don't have to flip a coin going in a hospital or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's one of those things that a lot of people go, oh my, but it's all her. Uh, it's all her ideas and stuff. I would, it would have never been my decision all these years ago, but it's our second time doing that. And so, you know, we are, we're an old hand at it by, by now, so. So when, when is your uh, new little kid uh, going to play some VR? Yeah, yeah, you asked me that. Yeah. And you know the answer. Next, next the week? answer is not next week. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll wait a year. I've, I, for all my kids, it's been like, I wait until they're one, and then they can, then, but then they're hardcore from there, I'm telling you. My daughter, this is the cutest <laughs> thing, she said, she's like, oh, daddy, I'm so excited to have a little girl. I'm like, yeah, why is that? She's like, because I can teach her how to beat the bosses in Terraria. 
<laughs> That's amazing. We we actually had a suggestion in the in the in the or actually a, a late suggestion in the chat. It was uh, Max Fernandez who said you should have named her Elite Dangerous. Fair <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, the lens. It's almost like you know you train them young, so then they're going to be like elite VR athletes when they're older. They're going to be like some pro sort of competitive team when they're older. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah something like that. Uh, you can get schooled by my kids in rec room already. They're very good at that. Awesome. Minecraft, my god. Anyway, thank you for the congratulations, everybody. Yeah, Been a good awesome. Week. Work, Lots dude. of sleep. Lots of sleep. <laughs> um, so next up, grab your plasmids, as this guy wants to send you into a Bioshock. <laughs> so freezing friend is of course Nathy. How you doing, dude? You alright? Yeah, dude, like I have injecting myself with so many <clears throat> plasmids lately. I really <laughs> use that. Uh, I'm feeling great. Feeling feeling like uh yeah, I could build my own lighthouse actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like all by myself. <laughs> if you play Bioshock, you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. So I have been wrapping up my work with Mr. Beast for now. That's mm -hmm. one thing I can say. Um, and uh, the next thing that I have done is I have cleaned up my house because uh, I'm not sure if anyone knows this, but I have Why been living <laughs> together with my brother in one house for a long time, uh, and now he moved. Um, and um, yeah, so I found a lot of stuff, a lot of VR stuff too, <laughs> because you know, you know where you like put stuff in corners where you never go to in in like like months and days, years, whatever. And then you're like, what did I still have this? So I found my my uh, original Oculus Rift CV1. Well, I thought the one that I have here on the you know uh, on my display was my original one but apparently i backed up my original one this is like my second cv one i don't know for me it feels like stuff that i bought in the past especially the first few headsets the cv1 the playstation vr also the vive it's like it was so expensive back then and i really had to you know put money aside to be able to buy it that it means more to me than just and nowadays it's like i have a quest and it's like yeah i mean i got the quest from oculus and it feels different but when you buy a headset it's really yours and it's like your little little baby especially <laughs> the first ones as well like the first like because it was like one of the first consumer headsets as well yeah, yeah, yeah it's got yeah. like that kind of sense of magic around it like that True. sense of where it blew your mind for the first time yes, you know exactly. it's kind of got that sense of like nostalgia yeah, yeah, around yeah, yeah. it yeah, also yeah. how cool was the box like uh, the, oh, yeah. the first boxes, the first vibe, the yeah, first yeah. Oculus has these boxes, they were amazing. Have yeah, you kept true. all the boxes? Ripped it apart and threw it in the trash. Oh, you <laughs> didn't, you fucking... <laughs> wait, 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 hang on. Oh, right, he's talking... You're talking DK2 then or something, right? <laughs> it's funny that if you put all of the boxes next to each other, you can really see who's really good at, you know, marketing it and others mm. are not so good at doing it. Um, but uh, the Rift CV1, like the one I have, is of course the original one and it was like one long box where it was like a massive box uh sadly it was made out of cardboard not the nice plastic with a dk one but uh it did do the trick and you can see the rift cv1 on there in the middle and then the two controllers next to it mm. these like now vintage controllers it's weird to say that well it's not even been that long um but then later on because i got a new cv1 because my old one had some problems with the cable as far as i know I even, like, my cable was actually broken uh, when it uh, arrived at my house the first time. So I had to get a new one from Oculus back then. But my second one is just a small box with the CV1 in there. And then I have a separate box for my for my touch controllers. Mm. So it, it's like uh, a lot has changed, even in terms of, like, wrapping and packing and stuff. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you can I, keep I them, they're going to be worth money one day. You know, yeah. like the original boxes. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It could take a while because even the DK one now, it's not that expensive. Even the Virtual Boy that you bought is not crazy expensive. So before uh, something I, really gets rare, it's I a long time. I got the DK one for like twenty dollars. Yeah, so yeah, that's nice. I don't know when it's gonna be. So it's like super... a, has no value right now, but maybe the, in the future. You know? Maybe maybe something nice gets cancelled, right? The case like the, there's yeah, one the headset. Yeah, the case is cool. Yeah. There's one headset that is super rare and super expensive. It's the one from, I think. Uh, is it called the... It's the Vive McLaren edition. No, that one isn't that rare. Are you talking about the Vive Pre? The one with the Sombrero controllers? No, no, no. I know, like, Eric Hartley is watching right now. He knows which one. Jaguar, Jaguar. Right, okay. That's the okay. one. Uh, I don't know from who it is. Was it from Zega? Zega, um, Jaguar? But but it's like a Jaguar console. That's but they never no, released that, it, right? There was a headset, but some people have, like, still that prototype. So that Atari. one is, right. like... Atari. It's said Atari. Yeah, well, that, that's that's the one area where you have to really sell your kidneys for. But right now, yeah, if you want to get something vintage, like even the CV1 that I think is pretty vintage nowadays, um, yeah, you could get it for a good price. So yeah, nice. that's what I have been doing, cleaning up my trash. But I don't want to start a museum, though. It sounds like I want to just keep all of the headsets. I do also give a lot away, and I do sell a lot of headsets, too, because... I don't want to start a museum like Voodoo, for example, who yeah, has like yeah. 10 Pimaxes and 10 Rifts and 10 PlayStation VRs. It's insane. It's good timing I though, because like right now I was doing the same a while back. That's why I've got a stack of boxes behind me. Cause it's like, you know that Oculus is about to announce some information. That information is going to have a market value impact. So like even right now, you sell the original Vive in complete package, you get 650 pounds for that. True, yeah. Which is which is like, that's it's fair to kind of like put that stuff on sale now. Like now's the yeah, hot yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think even uh, when this new hardware of Oculus releases or they announce when it's going to release, I think we're going to see a run on quests as well, maybe. So. Mm. Yeah. Well, David's in the chat and he's happy that you're keeping the house nice and clean. So uh, nice job. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next up, our special guest this week and our favorite Italian VR content creator, of course, Terry Wood. Thank you for joining us on the show this week, dude. Hey, thank, thanks for getting. Ciao, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. Uh, it's super great to be here every time and talk with you guys. Uh, we talk a lot in the background, but when when we can actually talk like a, mm-hmm. uh, it's actually face the to first face. time that you're on the show. It's actually the first time that you're on the show while I'm on there as well. Yeah, that, that's well, why I'm on the show that, a couple of times. You didn't. usually replace me. Yeah, that, that's why I didn't really want to get part of the show this time. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's why like, I'm normally not here when yeah, you're. Yeah, you know, like, I, I don't oh look that God. good compared to. No, no. Terry just says, "Look, I'm not going to be on the show if this if this guy's going to be on there." You know, we can work together. If if the four of us are present, then ugly people can join, like you. The thing is, like. Like every year, this well, this around this time every year, like we normally meet up in real life as well, right? So uh-huh. you know, we normally yeah. meet up at Oculus Connect. Uh, we we've met up at other events like in Boston as well, like PAX. Yeah, PAX. Um, so yeah, it sucks that we're not meeting up again in in real life this year. So this is like okay, I kind of like the best, the next best thing, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like uh, if you like, what well, it's Etsy, the the website when they sell all the homemade stuff is going like a nuts. The t shirt like a. Uh, beep 2020 or like 2020 sucks <laughs> yeah because, that is for yeah, sure yeah a, i can attest to it's that it's a year to delete completely by uh, on the calendar but yeah so have you been up to anything cool that you want to share this week any sort of highlights in vr any games you want to and share that highlight played? for the highlights of the highlight yeah sure yeah uh, go yeah. for it <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So what I'm playing, I, I played Stormland again a little mm -hmm. nice. uh, because I never finished the game because I was already, uh, the multiplayer doesn't work for me, never worked and uh, it's still not working. So, and that's a kind oh, really? of a bummer. So I put it on the side because I was like, I want to play cop. Co maybe they're going to fix it. Uh, a year later, they didn't fix it, so um, I said, All right, let, let's play it by myself and uh, let's see how is the game until the end. And uh, then I played some uh, Assetto Corsa Competizione. Mm -hmm. That is the... Competizione. Competizione. Uh, that is the new one uh, that is optimized like crap. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, uh, yes, there's the VR support, but uh, you really need like uh, the NASA PC oh. to use it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's it. The, so, that was, I played mostly. Then I, I tried a lot of different games for the uh, Reverb G2 to see, like, of course, different graphics and stuff. Oh, actually, what I'm really enjoying lately uh, on uh, Half-Life Alex, the mods for GoldenEye uh, mm. of the Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah, they yeah, are yeah, remaking yeah. all the game in, uh, in uh, Half-Life Alex. And I don't know if you guys like grew up with that game, but I did. Of course. And uh, like just be back in those maps, like they're made like they're super good and it's super fun. It's like it brings up so many memories. Unfortunately, there's no the four people split screen over there to, oh. <laughs> or slap only and stuff. But slappers uh, <laughs> only. Oh my Lappers god, that is bringing so, back great memories. Yeah, it was so fun or proximity mines and stuff like that. Wow. But yeah, yeah it's uh, it's super cool. I I mean it's um, it's on the workshop, so it's free and super recommended. There's also nice. this mod now where where you have like you have the gravity gloves, of course, and someone has turned it into almost like gravity guns, where you can pull like objects towards you and then shoot them away uh, towards mm -hmm. an enemy. So you can just kill a combined soldier with a ginormous TV or just grab like I don't know a, a, a closet or something and just smack it against them. I it's didn't great. try that yet, but I I I mean it's crazy what they're doing with that yeah. game. I feel like. Mm -hmm. they, the game got much better just because of the amazing community. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame that Boneworks didn't go the same route. Really, no. I think mm. they would have um, they would have you know seen a much better return on the sales and stuff like that had they added workshop support to the game. But, but you never know. Maybe in the future. Do you think that maybe it was connected with the fact that they were in talk with Valve a lot during the development of that game? Maybe they told them, maybe. "Hey, we're doing the workshop. If you do the workshop, and we're not fine." Like uh, I don't know. Fun. I don't know. I think it's a lot Could of work. To, I think it's a lot of work to implement the workshop, you know, and to get it to work oh. as smoothly as potentially as it does now. So mm. maybe that was the reason why it, it was just too much human, development time. Yeah, it's human resourcing. It's just a bottleneck at the number of people it's going to take. I mean, they're they're not a big team. The guys behind Boneworks, whereas mm. Half Life Alex was a was a sizable team uh, with and, a major budget. And 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 they're yeah, as you said, major budget. So it's not like they're really suffering from it. But it's still nice to kind of uh, because a game after like a year or two kind of you know goes down a little bit in interest. And I think with a workshop you can really keep the mm. interest a little higher uh, for a longer period. Nice. Good suggestion there. Go and check out Goldeneye on the workshop for Half-Life Alex. It's definitely on my to-do list for sure. Uh, I've seen some of the awesome. videos of it and it looks really good. Um, so for those that don't know, my name is Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. But before we get into what I played this week, let's see what the chat have been up to because they've always got some really nice suggestions. Yeah. So first of all, I think Mike would make a great villain in, in a James Bond movie. Odd job. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm the same height, so... I love Oddjob. <laughs> well, who was your go-to character in Goldeneye? Was it Oddjob? Because mine was Oddjob. Yes. Yeah, yes. of course. Yes. Yeah, Oddjob. Because he was hard to hit because he was smaller. <laughs> yeah, the whole hitbox cheat thing. It was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. so funny. How, how did they ship that game with such imbalance? Like, who was Jaws? You know, who was Jaws? Oh, so that's why you were playing so much Onward, because no one can hit you, because you're an Oompa Loompa running around. Exactly, and no yeah. Can, uh... I, just, I, just, I just go prone the whole time, just like a snake. <laughs> Slithering yeah. around the map. <laughs> Mike, Mike is that guy you see like crawling over the map the entire time. Yeah. What's he doing there? You see just the Almet on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Hacks, yeah. bro. Anyways, uh, we have uh, a panel who played uh, uh, and finished Paper Beast. Uh, it's one of his new favorite VR games. Yes. Mm. And then we have Mr. Fonzie. Is that from the Muppet Show? Fonzie? Fonzo? Fonzie was from Gonzo. Fonzie. No, no, Gonzo, Fonzie hey. was Happy Days. Like, that was Happy Days, was which is an bear? I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused now. It's hard. Um, well, he spent a lot of time uh, with Tribe XR. Do you uh, do you guys know what that is? DJ no? app. Yeah, it's a DJ yes. app. It's it's kind of similar to the one that um, Servios had done. Electro... Electronauts. Electronauts, yeah. It's a bit like Electronauts. You, Electronauts. you can, you can uh, put discs down and give them a spin. Electronauts is a remnant from the past. Um, so, um, yeah, so he was playing it and he was able to live stream his virtual DJ set into uh, one of the club worlds in Altspace. Wow, that's yeah. cool. So make music for them. Uh, had it set up so they could make requests in real time. Mm. Oh, that's, that, that sounds like a fun uh, thing we, to do. We fact, yeah, we need more of that. We need more of that kind of like virtual get-together party thing. Like since we did that French artists one, uh, JMJ, I, I, I really think that that's just, it's so great to get mm. together with people with music in a social setting where you can still kind of talk in between sets or whatever. Like, we just need more of that. Need more of that. Um, yeah, so then we have Gaming Science Teacher who hopped back into some Raccoon Lagoon. It's like it's like um, Animal Crossing, in a way. And there's a multiplayer, too. I, I've never really seen anyone try it, but uh, I feel like it's it's a pretty, pretty uh, hidden gem on the store. Then we have uh, uh, Alex, who uh, got Payday 2, played it all night. And then last but not least, we have VR Ideas, that's a fun name. Uh, who played Wipeout on the PlayStation VR bit, Firewall Zero Hour, and a bit uh, uh, Walking Dead. I think Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Yeah. Wow, all heavy hitters in that list. Yes. Nice. Good suggestions, good suggestions. So um, I've played a fair cool. amount of stuff this week. Um, not much that I can actually talk about. Because um, it, it kind of seems like things are heating up a little bit now, which is kind of nice. You know, I felt like it was like the calm before the storm a little bit. And it seems like, especially from my email box, that things are heating up again. And in terms of VR content, that's that's definitely a good thing that, you know... Thank God, VR is not dead. That, well, that is definitely true. It's, it's definitely alive and well, probably more so than it ever has been. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff coming on the horizon. Um, but one thing I can talk about, which I tried this morning, is Stride. Now, you might have seen oh. this game because it's basically like Mirror's Edge in VR. Um, yesterday, the developers, Joyway, they were providing like early access to the game in a closed yep. beta, uh, okay. and I got to play the game uh, this morning. So in the beta, I basically had access to um, uh, the tutorial and like an endless runner mode, just to kind of get a flavor of what the, the game mechanics are like. And I'm happy to report that the mechanics are actually really fun and just like Mirror's Edge, you can run, jump, slide, shoot, wall run, and you can even slow down time, which is really cool as well. Oh. Um, and the great thing is that it's not just button mashing. There's a lot of physicality to it as well. So to run, you have to push forward on the thumbstick and actually swing your arms. Uh, and that's why in the trailer you see that. And I thought, you know, when I watched the trailer for the, th the, the first time, I thought the developers were just 
simulating that movement, you know, just to make it look cool for a video. It's but required. You, Interesting. You actually have to do that. And then, like, when you jump, okay. for example, you press A, but then if you, like, put your hands upward into the air as you jump, you get more momentum and you can jump higher. I really want to like a really cool mechanic. Really, that seems really neat because I played Mirror's Edge. I remember buying it on release date, but it was quite frustrating in that, like, the flow that you'd get into would just all of a sudden come to a screeching halt. Like, did, did you find that there were any aids like inherently in the game or the physicality of it helped your kind of muscle memory improve your runs? Like, were you running into, you know, that kind of feeling where so, you were getting stopped? So basically like Mirror's Edge, you know, and you're totally right, by the way, you know, keeping that momentum makes you feel great. It's the same in this game as well, and it doesn't help you in any way. So the, the you know, the satisfaction of the game will definitely be like learning the mechanics uh, off the top of your head and having that muscle memory of doing them instinctively very quickly, given any situation that you come across. And that's what I found playing the demo is that, you know, when you're a bit of a noob at the game, you, you do stumble and then you, your momentum comes to a stop and that's kind of frustrating. But when you nail the, the, the combination of the different moves, like, you know, sliding under a barrier, then wall running, then taking out a bad guy and then jumping over something, super, super satisfying uh, because you do get guns as well. You've got two pas uh, pistols that are on your chest. Uh, you can pull them out at any time and you just reload them by dropping them down by your sides, a bit like pistol whip. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. To keep it like nice and fresh and quick, you know, like so snappy. But oh, this is uh, this is very good news. I know that, yeah, because I, I know that we talked uh, a, a few episodes back about the uh, about Stride as well, and you we were a little bit a little bit more apprehensive as to like you know because the trailer looked so good, mm -hmm. and we, you know, we 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 didn't we didn't really know if the if they could deliver on 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 the promise a little bit. But with your first experience, a first try with this, would you would you say that this is you know? change that opinion a little bit and that you are actually quite positive in the end result yeah like the the core mechanics could do with a bit of polish um you know mm -hmm. a little bit of tweaking here and there but fundamentally they're good and i think they've kept that feeling of mm -hmm. mirror's edge intact which is great um i think the only thing that i'm a little bit worried about is that the game is set to release later this year with the endless runner mode um and an arena mode and a, a time attack sort of mode as well oh. however the story mode won't be coming on release it'll be coming later as an update Ooh. And to be honest, although I enjoyed my experience this morning with the game, it's the story mode that I'm most excited about. You know, that more sort of curated story this, with set pieces and stuff like that. This is what I said last time. Like, Joey has this, this reputation of releasing things and mm. then promising things later down the road, but then they are already working on another game. Mm. So I, I just, like, I'm very happy that, you know, mechanics-wise, it's legit. Mm. But it's still like if you like just just do some research on what they have made so far, and you'll see that they have made games that are not finished or are still not released for years now. So I am very excited for Stride, but as you said, like I feel like story is where you sell, you know. Yeah. And now you're delaying that, and I I'm not so sure if that's really because of. So yeah, I don't know. And when you drip feed that content over months as well, it can really damage the public's perception of the game. Yep. You're almost, in my opinion, you're almost better off kind of holding that until you've got that spine to go on and not just drip it with the lighter weight features. So I'm with you, Mike. I mean, if I'm going to play that kind of game, I'm not playing it for a, a time attack mode or just no. feeling what they've got. I want them to hold off, wait until the chicken's ready 
and then feed me a proper dinner. But I think like partly it's about them making quick money and this is like a quick way to just release it. Well, it's not ready mm -hmm. yet. And then uh, when the story thing comes out, you can kind of have a second kind of release and make some more advertisement. But usually it's the other way around. The story is the main game and mm -hmm. then a, a, a time run or something else is like an extra that you can patch in later. So I think the order yeah. is very strange because of course the story mode is where the budget uh, you know counts the most is where the most resources go into it. So I feel like it's a little bit bit strange uh, yeah. in, in that sense. Because like you're, you're totally right. You wouldn't buy Mirror's Edge as a full game, you know, if it didn't have the story mode. You know, it's the story right. mode that sold Mirror's Edge really, as well as like, you know, the, the parkour exactly. movement. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I don't know. It yeah, wasn't so the best story in the world either, but it was no, still something was still to go like, with the cool game yeah. mechanic. Yeah. You know. So yeah, you know, I, I agree. I think you know, I think it's a promising start for the game. You know, especially with the mechanics that it's I tried. Good to you. But um, yeah, I hope that the story mode isn't delayed too long because, like you say, the excitement for the game can drop a little bit and lose that momentum themselves. See what I did there? I mean, I have, I have one uh, more question because if if we're, <laughs> if we're talking about like fluid motion, like I always think about uh, like Sirento. I think that is still one of the games that has like you know fluid motion like nailed down. How would you compare the game mechanics to that specific title? Um, with Sorrento, it feels almost like superpower abilities because you can jump so high in the air, mm -hmm. whereas this feels yeah, more grounded in reality, and... you know, um, ah, okay. you know, you, you have to run and jump, you know, your jump isn't going to be uh, as big or as long if you're not running, for example. Mm. Um, and if you don't throw your hands up into the air as well. So it, it's kind of the parkour movement is based more on realism and it kind what of about, feels that way as well. What about another parallel would be like, uh, the stunt runner in Rec Room? Because um, oh. that's a little bit more yeah. know, gladiator style. Yeah, like a more realistic version of that, basically. You know, and they've incorporated some nice things from from a lot of different games. You know, like a sprint vector. You know, that kind of feeling. Yeah, of, exactly. Of running that's what like I want to yeah. ask. If, so, like, can you compare to Spring Vector, or would you like a, put it? Like... It feels like a different game. It does okay. feel like a different game. But um, you know, they've taken some bits of some games and and, and made it into their own. And you know, for for the most part. It's, it's promising, but, you know, th that story is really going to be key to selling this game to the masses, I think. Oh. And without that, in the end, sure so In the end, you vote with your wallet, and uh, if you want them to create a story, then wait for a moment and let them create and then buy the game. I mean, it's up to you in the end, so... Yep, yep. I agree with that. Uh, but that was my highlight of the week, uh, this week, and, yeah, I've got oh. plenty more stuff to talk about Working on future out. episodes. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into the news, then. First bit of news this week is that Solaris Offworld Combat's release date it's going to be slightly delayed. Um, you guys looking forward to Solaris? I know a lot of us were were hyped mm. for this. Looking forward to it after yeah, uh, the upload. Yeah, the gameplay uh, video. The gameplay for sure. Like the trailer didn't grip me that much, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, definitely the gameplay because I mean it's just so much fun to be playing with friends, and I mean the community has been craving for for multiplayer social stuff for for a while. So yeah, absolutely. So if you don't know anything about um, Solaris, it's a competitive first-person shooter coming from the team at First Contact Entertainment. They're the same team that brought us the excellent Firewall Zero Hour on PSVR, and they did such a great job with that game. Um, you know, I know that Zim's a big fan of that game. We've played that game together. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. I just wish it was on a different system, not the PSVR. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think if that was on PC, you know, like it would uh, just. The thing is, their map design, like the map yeah. design in Firewall, yeah, is amazing. is second to none. It is really, uh -huh. really solid. Like what I want now, having played Onward on Quest, is I want that. <laughs> and firewall to have a baby please yes. like those yes. maps those mechanics and stick them together but mm. solaris i i'm just eagerly awaiting i do think though that with as much contentious as there is on the platforms where it's launching you know i i think um 
Quest, my Quest and PSVR are probably where it's going to do best. You know, something like Rift, mm-hmm. I, I, they're going to have to be really special, and I'm not seeing it in the trailer. You know. Yeah, totally. I, I totally agree with that. Um, but you know, I think it's still like Solaris is still one of my most anticipated VR games this year, just due to how good Firewall was, and hopefully they can retain some of that magic and put it in this game. Um, but it seems like it's going to be a really fast-paced sort of sci-fi four v four competitive online multiplayer game where mm-hmm. you play as like teams of virtual athletes called like Athlons, and you have to kind of battle it out to hold the control point. Um, the game will have full locomotion, fast respawns, and dedicated servers, and plenty of weapons scattered around the arenas. So mm-hmm. it looks like mm-hmm. it's going to be fast-paced and a lot of fun, which is which is good to hear. Yeah. Because you know, as much as I enjoy Onward, uh, when you're playing a game and you get wiped out because you're a noob really quickly, like I do, you then have to kind of wait it out for your team to finish the match. Not, not yeah. anymore, though. Not anymore. Oh, okay. Like uh, they they have different modes now as well, which is far more tailored to noobs like us. Yeah. Uh, since I played it with, with Viper and Chris and then we were shooting each other and you would just like respawn on certain points oh, or, you, or you would have as a team you would have like for example 20 respawns or something before the match would be over yeah uh, so it seems uh, like it's going to have that modes in there as I, well. I feel like yeah. I feel like Gameplay. First Contact is going for a game that you can just jump in once and just have fun and make some kills and just have an arcadey kind of feeling. And then when you don't play it for a few weeks, it's fine. And when you then jump back in, uh, it's... I see them as, as as I see them indeed as like very different games. I think Onward is still like more like the strategic shooter. Yep. You know, a few shots and you're dead. You don't have like help points or something like that. Well, this is more like you know like 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 for example, Pavlov is also that kind of game where you like you know it's. it's very fast space. Well, it's just casual. Uh, like casual. Contract yeah, like, so like, I would say like casual, onwards think, a bit like yeah. armor and like this is a bit like Quake Arena, yes. something like that. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what it reminds me of having played a lot of it recently is uh, Team Fortress 2 because that yeah. had VR support back in the day and I really mm. feel like although it doesn't look anything like it, I, I, I kind of feel like although they don't have the classes there mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware, mm-hmm. uh, the kind of gameplay, uh, especially point control and things like that, could be very Team Fortress in, in its feel, which would be a good thing and I, yeah. I would welcome it. Uh, yeah. it's it's de- definitely welcome to have something that is less competitive a bit more as you said as uh-huh. team fortress where it's just balanced and it's just quick fun it's just about being together and not necessarily about who makes the most kills or is not uh, at all no no, no. i'm not going to measure you by your kd and rank <laughs> you on a chart gonna, on my wall you're going to rate, gonna rate <laughs> me by my awesome hat of course although i do think this will have like a, a get a real competitive scene around it and i yes. potentially I it could so, be so. one of the the you know, a future esport for VR. You know, I'm hoping anyway because we definitely need more of that. Um, How does it actually work with like, uh, like what, what platforms are they planning on releasing on? Okay, so um, we originally got to to see the game when they uh, announced it during the Upload VR's E3 Summer Showcase, and we saw the gameplay trailer for the first time. And they stated then that the game was going to come to Rift, Quest, and PSVR. And originally they said that the Rift and Quest version would be cross-platform play and be coming out in August. Of course, like you know, it's middle of August now. Um, so this week they announced via Twitter um, this little statement and they said that in order uh, that the day one play experience meets our expectations, we have made small adjustment to our release plan. The new release date for Solaris Offworld Combat is September 24th, 2020. So they've pushed it back a month, basically. Um, mm, yeah. This is Not just for Rift and Quest, though. Uh, the PSVR is still planned for release later on in the year. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're planning on starting launch with Rift and Quest. Yes, on the 24th of September. Yeah. Um, they also confirmed some other things, which is kind of interesting on their the, the Twitter page. Um, and they also said that the uh, the PSVR version, when it does release later on in the year, will have PS AIM support, which I think is great because I think that was really integral to making the experience in Firewall Zero Hour that little bit more magical. And I think, again, Zim can attest to that. 
No, oh, yeah, I'll I just say that the aim, like, I, playing a couple of different titles with the aim, the the best aim controller support, I think, all around, even with great games like Farpoint and stuff like that, was Firewall. Firewall, just the way they implement it, you have your guns that, you know, can pop off a grenade or whatever, but one of the things that they showed off in one of the dev uh, segments showing the aim controller is where you were motioning to other players, like, hey, come hither. You know, or like mm -hmm. you cover that corner or whatever. And and you can totally do that, even with people who you don't know in, in the game. And we're missing that peripheral. We're missing that kind of de facto gun peripheral for PC. Obviously, you've got your tubes and stuff or, you know, a long crusty bread loaf if you're if you're on the cheap. But, you know, these <laughs> things these things do work to help your immersion. And I wish we had a kind of like an Oculus standard, you know, gun accessory uh, that you could use with these with these games or the same thing for the other headsets yeah and a little a little uh, sneak peek um, a little bit of information is that they were actually working on a gun accessory um, prior to the purchase of Facebook and I read that in uh, the history Ooh. of the future from Blake J Harris mm. um, oh, so that's a little that. interesting look behind the scenes there but uh, that um, just shows you though yeah. doesn't it like you can imagine the lawyers coming in and be like no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, off the table no guns no guns it's already I, enough I, trouble. I, have a, I have a feeling this 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 game is going to be hugely popular on quest because there is almost no multiplayer on there and it's it's like a unique title on itself as i said it's casual and, and, and games such as Hyperspace and others didn't even make it to the store. This is like the first one that seems to be able to even get on the store in the first mm -hmm. place. So because Onward is in, in another league, for example, and Dead and Buried, I mean, seriously, who cares about Dead and Buried? Yeah, yeah. no one's playing Dead and Buried. But you're but right, you know, this... Go on, go on, Tyrell. And uh, sorry, uh, I was saying, like, uh, that what scares me about Dead and Buried, like, because we already have a casual... A, like shooter and didn't go well at all uh mm. it's like uh, you know it's like there and nobody knows that even exists <laughs> so like i'm a little scared for solaris uh because of that and i i i don't know maybe you guys know but is there like a system to for your characters and stuff like we have on uh, firewall zero hour or not or it's just so, like, level like, up uh, just arena yeah because uh, i feel like one yeah. thing that is super cool in a firewall is also the fact that you have a different characters with different abilities and stuff so you really like try to like you know uh, level Definitely. up you have a Specialize. better stuff it, it yeah. gives you a, a reason to stay on the yeah, game yeah. progression instead like yeah. if you have just a casual shooter it's easy to get to the dead and buried yeah i, to I totally agree <laughs> <laughs> but to have that progression system is important in any shooter i think you know mm -hmm. to have that leveling up uh, and that's yeah. what keeps you coming back for more but you're right you know like in terms of like uh, shooters and competitive games on quest you know in the future solaris is going to have some competition of themselves because you know onward just released a couple of weeks ago solaris is coming soon you've got pavlov contractors population one and hyperdash all coming out soon as well and you know hyperdash and population one you know, Pavlov, all great games. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see which one reigns king in terms of like competitive VR shooter on Quest. I, I think that that I'm a little though. bit on the other end of the of the spectrum, though. Like to be fair, like I I'd rather that they focus on core gameplay, good maps, uh, rather than on like character customization. Mm -hmm. um, I, I get that that you know is something that like people will probably drive back. But if you, especially if you want to go into the competitive scene or if you want to get like a, a, a consumer base that, you know, keeps on coming back to your game to play it, uh, I think it's important okay. to just have like solid gameplay and solid maps that was, and that, that's, just that, a fun core game rather than focusing now already on the But that's the, difference, that's the difference between competitive and casual. In casual, it's more about progression and unlocking new stuff, customizing your character, uh, socializing there. Well, competitive is more about the skills. 
Like, for Not- example, like I play Rocket League casually, and there are people in there who are. Um, you know, uh, super competitive and their cars are just stock cars because they care about uh, who wins. Well, I just mm. also care about just, you know, uh, pimping my car. So yeah. it's different, uh, you know. We're talking FPSs, right? Like, I mean, I come from from stock, Quake stock, like Quake 2, Quake 3, Unreal Tournament uh, and land scene competitive gameplay there. Like, you can have a simplistic game. In other words, you just have because you pick your character, but they're all the same. You all have the same weapons. And you're just running around at arena blasting each other. This, to me, feels a bit more like that. And I would welcome a kind of a Quake or an, a UT type game in VR. We don't have that yet. We don't have mm-hmm. a kind of a simplistic mm-hmm. shooter. You, you, I think T was right. Dead and Buried actually felt a lot like that. And when it mm-hmm. first launched, I thought, hey, this could take off. I just think that people got, uh, because it was Dead and Buried 2, yeah, uh, and the first yeah. one was nothing like that in terms no. of its gameplay. The first one was really good, though. The first yeah, one was really good. I picked it up. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. Because the, the, like, Dead and Buried 2 uh, was, first of all, they didn't really pay much attention to promoting it or anything. It was no. just an arena where you jumped in and killed each other. Well, the first one, you could, for example, have a heist where you had to steal, that like, bit, gold. Those were super to, cool. And you had, like, those 2v2, and you had different cool. game yeah. modes that were super nice. And then in the second one, you could start moving around, but it was less fun. Well, the first one, you were just... But that, that's the thing about any multiplayer title. I think you need to have a player base first. And I, I don't think that like focusing customization so early on would be okay, the way to I just want to clarify that we don't know base. for sure that they're going to have a level progression system no, no, or character no, no. customization. Since, uh-huh. No, but, but or not. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I know that. But uh, because I got the impression that um, a lot of you thought that, you know, adding customization yeah, but, to a game would yeah, be the core reason for getting people back in. Progression is or, something or else. Progression, or even progression. I, I like, f- for me, it's very important, I think, for a lot of people to have just core gameplay that works really, really well, that is fun to play, rather than having a progression system that, for me, often like overcomplicates things because I'm not the kind of person who's going to, you know, try and get to a level mm. 100 on like a certain weapon in order to unlock a, a custom modification or whatever. I, w- I want the gameplay in itself to be fun from the beginning the rather box. than I need to spend hours in order to customize something. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I, I welcome if they do it, but I just hope it doesn't suffer, or that the, it doesn't make the gameplay suffer. I think it will make the game very That's popular it. if there will be a progression system mm. because casually oh. we haven't seen that yet. Also, I feel like it makes a difference between a sandbox game or a game. You know, when uh, when uh, you have a, a great sandbox, yes, you have great gameplay and stuff, but then you do the same thing and you have a little to create your stuff in there. And mm. uh, it could be great, but not all the sandbox games actually work because mm. sometimes there's not enough. Instead, if you create a game, that means that you give a reason to play and yeah. uh, you give it like a reason to have fun, to stay, like imagine like a Destiny, for example. Uh, you still can have competitive and everyone has the same level when you play online because in the settings they put everyone together but mm-hmm. you are like a, your level is like a thousand ten and you're against the, le- uh, the guy with a level 700 that gives you if you are the guy level 700 it tells you oh i have to play more so i'm cool as him I, I feel like that's the difference between for, a game and a sandbox. Like, I'm not going to play this because I'm never going to get to that yeah. kind of level. The, the point is that we're, we're potentially arguing or discussing a point that we don't even know exists exactly. in the game yeah, yet. No, so no. Let, let, let's just move on to a certain point. Um, but because like there is one other important thing to discuss about this, and that is that they've confirmed that they're going to they're be bringing the game to Steam as well in the future. 
Um, ah. So that's also really good news to hear. So as, as long as long as it's on the quest, then the rest of the VR community can enjoy it too. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) quest is definitely the most important platform right now it feels like definitely for sure um but yeah just one one point i wanted to make on that mike on the fps thing because like you all you almost portrayed it as if it's getting like overcrowded like we've got six different solid fps's now coming coming at you know quest and other platforms i kind of feel like it's a little bit of a feeding frenzy sometimes like once you attract one positive shooter once someone's kind of had their fill of it they're like oh i can just hop to this next one now so I do kind of feel like it's like, you know, Curry Lane, you know, in, in, in London where there's like six, seven, eight yeah, different curry I, I shops and sometimes they can kind of help promote each other to some yeah, extent. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, I don't think it's a bad thing because like a lot of these games are very different, like Population One and Hyperdash uh, and, yeah. and, and Solaris, they, they look like very different games and they play different games. Yeah. Uh, play different ways, sorry. So um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a problem of oversaturation. No, I just it think does, it's great, great it that we're going to motiv- have a lot of choice. It does motivate people to uh, like buy other shooters too. Uh, mm. And maybe they play them for a few weeks and they go back to what they played before, but at least it yeah. creates like a little economy within that uh, shooter genre. Yeah, yeah. so right. that is um, Solaris Offworld Combat coming to Rift and Quest with cross-platform play okay. on the 24th of September. So make sure you mark that in your diaries. And hopefully by that point... We'll know more about this new uh, headset from Oculus as well. So that'll be interesting. If um, I can add something. Um, sure. It, um, because now we, we, we are seeing like uh, Oculus games coming to PSVR like Vader Immortal. I really hope that Fire Zero Hour was, <laughs> will arrive on the Quest or something. Yeah. That would be I would, cool. I, I, like, I would love that. We, we, we've talked <laughs> about that on the show before, like, you know, uh, Oculus swapping with PlayStation and like getting Blood and Truth and Astrobot on the, the Oculus platform. Like, that would be amazing. I totally agree. <laughs> Jason, Rubin, we'll that. Jason Rubin was our, like, uh, you know, bargain man, but uh, he, he couldn't pull it off in the end, sadly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that is Solaris. Um, next bit of news is about the Walking Dead onslaught from Servios. Um, now, this isn't to be confused with The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners from Skydance Interactive, which is a completely different game, and that is available now on PC and PSVR and is coming later to Quest. This is a completely different game called Onslaught, and it seems more in line with the TV show from AMC, as you'll kind of be assuming the roles of some of the most iconic characters from the show. Uh, any of you guys uh, fans of The Walking Dead still watch it? Used to be fans uh, in the, the first past. first seasons. Fan of The Walking the Dead? There's a poster back there. Mm-hmm. Walking Dead. <laughs> yes, I am a fan. Uh, I love the game. I love the show. Uh, I like the. Uh, there's even a an AR app that's mm-hmm. really competitive in your air, kind of like a Pokemon yeah, Go right. type thing. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, uh, more ballsy and better designed than Pokemon Go was even at its launch. So I am like I was a fan of the show. Nowadays, it's more of a guilty pleasure. I do feel like I want to watch sometimes how bad or how genius it is because it's like a make. Sometimes they're super unpointed. Sometimes they're not. Um, the games. Besides Saints and Sinners, all of the Walking Dead games have been pretty bad. Also in the pancake scene, uh, Saints and Sinners was the first one to really, you know, show off mm. something really. Wait, like, wait, wait hang on, Telltale's game. Yeah, no yeah. way, you Tell-tale. can't be yeah, no, bad exactly. Telltale. Fucking hell. Sure, but awesome. I'm, I'm, okay, besides Telltale, but I mean, there have been a few strange Walking Dead games out there that just totally missed their mark. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't even know them. Yeah, I, I don't know of any bad tale. I only like, know the Telltale. I can't games. remember the name of the bad one that was on PC, but I know which one Nathie's uh, talking about. But you, you know, the Telltale series was yeah, great. No, I remember. No, no. I remember like the first one, like bawling my eyes out at the end of that oh, like God. game, yeah, which yeah. is one of the very yeah. few games that's actually made me cry. Um, mm. But yeah, it's absolutely savage, but really great game. So and and kind of Saints and Sinners, 
kind of touched on that a little bit, you know, like the kind of choices that you have to make, which was really smart. Um, but this new game is obviously from Servios. It's called Onslaught. More in line with the, the TV show than than Saints and Sinners, because Saints and Sinners was more like in line with like the comic books, I kind of felt. Yeah, the universe um, more than yeah, else. Yeah, you don't really meet the characters from the TV show in Saints and Sinners, um, whereas this you'll actually play as part of them. Uh, and there's going to be two modes um, in a, a kind of like... Uh, th this, this game kind of takes place after the events of like a savior war or something like that that is depicted in the show, apparently. I'm not so hot on the show nowadays. I used to be like really in the past. I think I watched like the first yeah, me as well. three series, but then I I'm gave up you. after then. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm exactly the same, Mike. The first three I saw and I was like, oh man, this is good. But after that, I just lost it. It, yeah. gets, weak in, it gets weak in the middle, but it picks up later <laughs> again. You know, okay. there's certain things that come introduced. Nathan knows what I'm talking about yeah. here uh, that, that really excite the show again. So yeah. it's worth revisiting. Uh, they make, the, the, hype they make the show something exciting again, but they, they just trigger something that is just super stupid and just isn't possible to really happen and that's how they kind okay. of reboot it every time it's yeah, kind of yeah. funny that's why i said guilty pleasure because it's mm -hmm. kind of yeah. kind of bad i was sad about saints and sinners the fact that they didn't go more like the telltale route of like decision making defining the game mm. you guys know saints and sinners for me is a top three vr game of all time it's like it has I a love style that of like but, telltale but it just doesn't have the same yeah it doesn't I, I mean they really did it i think they did a fantastic job with the game but it's like a hamburger it's kind of like you know it's really good in the middle the beginning and end aren't as strong but upside down hamburger not an alien not a space burger um, but i like this one like when you see the trailer for this new game it's like i i'm really hesitant about it because um i know you guys got to play a little bit of this about the demo before and they were making some pretty big, I would have called them like game design mistakes in the from Inception that they seem to have ironed out with feedback, which is good. But I wonder if they've got the vision uh, to make the game what it needs to be, which is really fun and compelling. So yeah, it's a single so, player game, you know, yeah, before so, they had this co-op mode and now they've stripped that out. That, that's right. It's going to be a single player game. You've got two modes. You've got a story campaign and a scavenger mode. So scavenger mode is like an infinitely replayable mode where you have to hunt for supplies and rebuild a settlement and you can get to play as Rick, Michonne or Carol from the TV show. Um, the main story campaign is going to follow the story of Daryl as he recounts a fateful encounter with a mysterious stranger who we don't know yet. So that's going to be kind of interesting. And one cool thing to note is that they actually hired Norman Reedus to do the voice acting for Daryl. So that's really great if you're a fan of the show, you know, actually having the voice actors do the proper voice for the game. So that's good. Um, but like you said, you know, the game's been in development for a long time. It was due for release last Christmas alongside Saints and Sinners, but they decided to delay it. And I think that was a super smart move uh, because I think, you know, in its state back then, it probably would have been way overshadowed by Saints and Sinners because from what I played at Gamescom, the game was like you, you say, Zim, it was way arcadey, felt very casual uh, for, a, for, a, for a Walking Dead game. Whereas now, you know, you look at the trailer now, it looks way more gritty, way more sort of based in realism, you know, rather in the previous trailer, they had like streaks, like red streaks, like coming from oh, your, no. your knife blade. It, it just, yeah, it, it came across very arcadey, but this is looking better in my opinion. And I'm hopeful. It, it came across back then. It came across back then as like another one of the, like, of those like, you know, Servios arcade kind of style titles. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but I think because they made... Westworld as well, right? Yeah, which was great. Yeah. Also, yeah. Which, which was, was great. a great one. And there they showed that that they can actually deliver like a story-driven experience. And that is actually something that I kept in mind hmm. knowing that they were developing this. And seeing the trailer now, I'm actually fairly excited about it. It, it looks like it's like a story-driven experience. Uh, it has the right amount of arcade that still makes it fun in order to play it. Yep. Uh, it is very gritty. It's, it's very well set in the style. And that's 
it, it doesn't look too complex either for it to still be fun. So yeah, this actually got me quite excited again. Yeah, and like when we met when we met the team at Gamescom, they were so so proud of securing like the Walking Dead, you know, IP, you know, and they were super excited to be working on this game. They're a super passionate team, and you know, the Servius team are great anyway. But you know, yeah. I really hope they can pull this off um, because they had they also had this really great dismemberment system. Uh, with certain like limbs coming off and bits and pieces, so it's going to be proper gruesome and gory, and which is and that's always fun. correct, right? Because when you when you cut them open, you would see like you know the, in the right place this certain organs and stuff. So it is quite a, quite intense, and I think that they've done a great job in like trying to yeah. deliver like a very like Walking Dead kind of experience. Yeah, um, and I think as well, you know, by the time it comes out, you know, it's almost been a year since Saints and Sinners, you know, apart. They've they had enough time to sort of set themselves apart but from it does them. That suck though. It does suck, know. right? It, it, it must it must suck, like having another company deliver a really good Walking Dead game yeah. and you have the same IP, like no matter what you do now, it's going to get compared, compared to that Of one. course, that, of that's, course. That's, that's, that's the VR market. That's good. I think it's, it's good actually though, because like yeah. look what they were delivering before. Now with competition, we get yeah. a, new, a better game. Yeah, the market is maturing. Yeah, that, that is true, but at the same time, like we already have a great Walking Dead game. I would have loved for Servios to deliver something with a different IP. But the thing is, yeah. they have been working on this and they didn't even knew that Skydance was working on of one course. too, because yeah. AMC uh, signs different <laughs> contracts with everyone. And I, just I imagine they're different enough, to you be honest. Like getting that news and you're just sitting there in the boardroom whatever and you're like oh no it's gonna like i I, th I don't think this game is gonna be better than saints and sinners i do think as you said like it's been a while ago it came out so maybe that will be some people maybe even didn't know about saints and sinners and now have a headset and are gonna buy this instead because it pops up on their feed mm -hmm. um and the, the thing is like you need to know what servios is like they um uh, work together with uh, AMC, they work together, you know, with um, uh, HBO, uh, and they they work together on games. They kind of like deliver games for them because um, the difference between, for example, Skydance is that they kind of buy the license and they make a game. But with Servios, it's like they create almost like a movie-based experience. Like you know, you have a Spider-Man, you have Spider-Man games that were based on the movies you watched in mm. the cinema. From what I understand, Skydance bought the rights to Saint, uh, Saints and Sinners from a, um, from Skybound, oh, uh, Sky who make Bound, yeah. like the comics, who are more in line with the comics. Whereas mm. this is more in line with the TV show from AMC, the, yeah, the, yeah, the TV yeah, yeah. studio. So, but it's also to um, sell. This game is to sell yeah. the new season to get you watch to get a new subscription for watching more. So yeah. it's not just a game; it's also just a marketing kind of thing. And that's what they have been pulling off in the past too. But hopefully, you know, you know, the extra time in the oven that this game has had uh, will make it a better game overall. Well, let's, I'm, I'm, let's hope. I'm, I'm hopeful anyway, certainly from the trailer. Um, yeah, you know, it looks well. better than it did before, put it that way. So sure. um, surprising. I, are you guys surprised by the fact that they went more like Saints and Cinders as instead of less? I thought they would, you know, if, if you've got a competitor in the market, usually it's, I need to differentiate myself, not make myself no, more like no, it because but they were that they said, were they were behind like, they were yeah. kind of behind because you need to know that servios has been delivering the same kind of like games with the same mechanics with the same engine for a while and it worked you know creed and electronauts and raw data sprint factor etc yeah, yeah. uh, it always worked and it always, was the yeah, and, it, and, it, and it always sold um, but now now they have to get back to the drawing table and start innovating again because the market is maturing and you're not the only one making games anymore they have had a luxury position for years making the same kind of games but now you're not the only one doing it anymore and mm -hmm. that just drives the market drives better games i don't know if they can still spin this one around but hopefully the next one they definitely learned like 
we're not the only ones making a game about a certain thing I anymore. I don't know why it is uh, today we seem to be at odds with each other, Nathie, but for me, Servios was always that studio that was hopping from uh, quite unique IP to another, like a very different type of game. Now, granted, yeah, different fair enough, it could be the same yeah. engine. I don't know the technicalities yeah. behind that. But but stepping from something like Raw Data to uh, to Sprint, Sprint Vector, Vector yeah. to yeah, true, uh, true, even yeah, the, yeah. the one that they, they did it was like Sea of Thieves, Electronauts, yeah, yeah. they're all very independent yeah. concepts. Battlewake yeah. was was totally different thing. Yeah, I no, mean, they're I don't... very very good at making different genre games, but I mean, like mechanics wise, it hasn't really. It's it's like you know, they all had uh, an arcade feel. Yeah, yeah, they did all feel I do have very. To say, I, I do have to say, like like with Battlewake, they did drop the ball, in my opinion. Like that was a game that was way too late and wasn't polished think, enough for it to be branded with. I the think Electronauts name. was the first time I was like, hmm, I don't know. This was also a hard one to kind of sell, but that one they have kind of left it where it where it was. And I think Westworld was just a marketing mistake, man. Like this game could have been their comeback. You can't tell me you didn't enjoy so good. playing with the dolphin sounds in Electronauts with me, Nathie. I know you did. <laughs> I did, yeah, no, no, it's great. But it could yeah, have been like this super big DJ app like Beat Saber with new yeah. music and yeah. Did you ever go back to it though? That's the question. Like what no, was the hook no. that was gonna pull you no. back if you were a gamer? That they was... were going to do updates, but I, I don't think they ever Yeah. No. I saw one update, but I don't think past that. I think you're right. It was pretty no. tapered off, but Westworld. rightfully so. You Westworld can't is a hidden gem, man. Like Westworld, if they would re-release that right. now with some good marketing, people are gonna be like, "Holy shit!" Like Servios is really back on track, man. That was that was a really. It's, great it's maybe experience. even a better game than The Walking Dead. No. Interesting. Um, <laughs> one one thing I should note and I should say actually is we've got a release date for this. Uh, it's coming out on the 29th of September on both PC and PSVR. Sadly, this game won't be getting a Quest port though, whereas Saints and Sinners looks like it will be coming to Quest. Although I don't Still. know how they're going to pull that off because it's quite a complex game. <laughs> well, render these zombies are going to pop in and out. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> Just like in other words. Um, but there is Good one more zombies. other interesting thing to talk about. Uh, and this was reported by Upload VR, and that is that Servios said that the PS4 version of this game will also be compatible with the next generation PlayStation 5. Mm. Um, so this would be, you know, the first backwards compatible PSVR title that's been announced as working on the new system. Okay. Uh, and it's also interesting, I did a little bit of digging, and uh, this was also mentioned in the Upload VR article, and that is that Sony stated via a blog post that all existing peripherals for the PSVR will work on the PS5 to play PS4 PSVR games, You'll just need an adapter for the old PlayStation camera, and apparently Sony are going to be providing this for free for all PSVR users, oh. but the details on how to get the required adapter will be provided at a later date by Sony. So That's could it be that this, uh, because there are also uh, rumors that the PlayStation 5 is modular and you can take pieces out, could that mean that you can just slide that in somewhere and then attach it? Um, I don't know. I think it seems like some sort of like just little hardware little adapter dongle. that you'll need to use. Yeah, dongle to use the, the old camera. And okay. this will probably be the stopgap oh. use case, you know, to yeah. use the PSVR until There's they some... announce obviously the new headset. <sighs> There's so many games that were just great on PlayStation 4 that need, like, for example, like Iron Man and also Static and, and, and Astrobot, they need to be remastered. They need to have an update for PlayStation 5 also just graphically because I think they would really yeah. look awesome. Well, this is the kind of the debate at the moment because like with Hitman, you know, we mentioned it very briefly on last week's show. Um, you know, they, they showed some behind the scenes stuff and they also showed a little bit of a trailer, but it, it ran way smoother than I've ever seen anything on a PS4 before. And it kind of sparked some rumors, whether it was like recorded on a PC or 
it was recorded on the new console, but of course we don't you know have for to, sure yet. You usually have to put a disclaimer uh, nowadays to tell people what it's well, running didn't. on in-engine no. or what... <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't. And, so we, and what did we do? And what did we do? We hyped it up again and we didn't yeah, tell course. anyone. We also didn't know, so we're just like... That's our job, <laughs> getting people excited for VR. But anyway, so that is um, The Walking Dead Onslaught from Servios coming to PC and PS oh, well, VR on the 29th of September. So curious. Looking forward to seeing if it, if they can pull this one off, but I'm hopeful anyway. Um, final bit of news this week is that Oculus have released a new early access version of Venues on the Oculus Quest. Now, Venues, if you don't know, is an app on, on uh, from Oculus themselves that allows you to watch content with... Uh, others or you can do it on your own um, as such as comedy shows uh, concerts and like sporting events um, so you kind of go into the app Oculus and... Connect as well Oculus every Connect year. yeah every year they, they generally show it in venues um, this app is only available on Go and Quest for some reason it never released on Rift on <laughs> um, <I'm cool>. Rift <laughs> I don't know why, uh, but that is what it is. Um, but the original uh, Venues app it, on Quest is still available, so you can download both versions of the app right now if you have access to it, because some people have access to the new version, some people don't. I was lucky enough to have access to it for some reason. Did any of you else guys try this? No, I couldn't or... get in there. I don't have access. Uh, but it's you not... Really... I, I, it's... I probably can now, now that I'm in uh, Northern I... America. Is, is, is Canada part it's of that? It's not region-based. Well? It's just no, random. No. Uh, you just Nobody need to gives, show uh, that you're interested. About Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was kind of potluck then whether you got access to the, the new beta or not. Um, but yeah, so basically both versions uh, are on the store right now if you have access to the new one. I jumped into both versions of venues today so I could kind of compare them and see what the differences are myself. Um, have any of you ever watched content in venues before? Yes. yes. Okay. I'm trying to remember if what. I could, um, if it wasn't blocked for your, let's say, region. region. Yes, yeah. like yeah. some uh, US sports events were particularly blocked here in the UK yeah. and uh, in Europe. So You could watch, for example, the SpaceX uh, uh, like landing. Uh, you could mm -hmm. watch that in a venue. So yeah, there's yep. a lot going on. I have to say, it's the first time that I, in the trailer see that it's like, uh, like a lot of people seem to be in in one room or in one instance <laughs> or is that like simulated they, they simulate they simulate that so they're it's similar. instances yeah oh, okay. so you're okay. they're simulating your friends well yeah. there are people in there that you can talk to of course but they they simulate the rest of the crowd what, but what uh, are the fake ones doing uh, like what are the fake ones doing um i don't know just eating like, popcorn and yeah you know that uh, during the playstation presentation that they were like uh, you didn't know for all the time if they were real or not <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. well that's the thing i've never been to like a huge event like a sporting event because like you say most most of the time they're region locked to the us yeah. um but the, the thing i got to try this morning was a comedy event that was actually running while i was testing this out so basically okay. i jumped into the old version first just to see what it was like and that kind of uses the um, Oculus avatar system, which you set up during the, the Oculus Quest, uh, through the Oculus Quest menu, sorry. The thing that um, no one really uses. Yeah, well, I, I've got one, you know, it yeah, looks yeah, like avatar, me. But... It's, it's wearing a hoodie and it's got a beard, so I was, I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. Um, and then basically when you jump into venues, <laughs> that, that avatar is, is shown and you've got a little panel UI where you can choose the event that you want to join. And I joined this like comedy event. And then Sorry, you Mike, kind of... when you played the original one versus yep. the new one, were you doing this on the same platform or was this two different platforms? Like on, on the Quest this morning, I used Quest. both side by side. So like okay. I, I jumped in one, then straight away jumped into the new one. Um, so like I said, with the old one, you have like this Oculus avatar system, which is established in the Oculus Quest menu. Um, and then you use a UI, choose your event, jump in and you're in a seat. And there was a couple of people around me. Um, they weren't saying anything, but we were just watching this comedy show together in a seat. Uh, like kind of like a 
you know, like a concert or whatever, you'd be seated. Um, then I jumped into the new one, and the new one it has a custom avatar creator uh, and a mirror in the starting environment, and this is where you create your own avatar. Um, and it's kind of weird. They look like the Horizon avatars that we've seen from the Horizon trailer, that kind of cartoony kind of look about them. But I did find that the avatar creation system was a bit lacking. Didn't have beards, mm. so I was definitely disappointed about that. You know, <laughs> you don't want to see a clean-shaved mic, put it that way. So I was really yeah. gutted about that. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, that could be definitely so, be improved. Was it just the beards, or like was the system for creating your, your avatar pretty good, aside from facial hair? Uh, it just needed a bit more. A bit more choice overall throughout everything. But then again, it is just a beta after all, so I can't complain too much. So this beta um, is, is basically like this new Oculus Venues is, is getting ready for Facebook Horizon. We don't know for sure, but it hints that. Why, that. why would they now suddenly update it? For, for like years, it hasn't had many major updates, yeah. and now this whole new thing pops up. Yeah, it's quite possible. Mm. Suspicious, it's quite possible. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the one thing, you know, after you created your avatar, the other thing that was one of the big complaints about the original Venues app was that it requires you to sign in with your Facebook account. Oh, yeah. That hasn't changed. You still need to do that. Of so, you know, a lot of the one-star reviews on the, on the store... Yeah. They also won't be happy that nothing, you still have to nothing do Nothing is free. Nothing is free. No. So once you've uh, created your avatar, logged into your Facebook account, you can then leave the starting environment and you walk around like a kind of a lobby area, like a big mm -hmm. uh, concourse with lots of doors along it. And they're the different events. And uh, the only event was running was the same comedy event that I checked out with the previous app. So I entered the comedy app and it's a much more open space. So whereas before I was teleported straight into a seat, this is more of like a a little balcony area that's completely open that you walk around. Um, and th the thing is, there was more people in there checking out this new beta, and it sparked more conversation naturally because people were walking around and chatting to individuals. Yeah. So yeah. that was kind of interesting. And I don't know if that's why they've designed this new system that way with a balcony rather than a seated area. So it sparks more conversation and a more kind of natural flow of like people just naturally talking to each other. But if so, that's kind of smart. It's it's like that, a hub, right? Yeah, that works well with, um, you remember like in Tempest, the beginning of the temp of Tempest, where you're with the other people who are about to queue up for the show in the other presents. And again, same thing, although you can't speak to them in that, mm. you're at least wandering in an auditorium type area. And from the pictures I've seen of it, it looks a bit like that. And um, way, way back, and Nathiel will probably remember like Riff Max, um, which was an ancient uh, one... <laughs> precursor to things like yeah. um, big screen and stuff like yeah. that where you could go watch a film together and again the same thing like you said the conversational nature mm. of people bumping into each other in the corridor and the bathrooms whatever doing dodgy stuff uh, and then coming back out watch the film together like I, I think that's a really smart design choice because i always found in alt space like when we were watching like bill nye or stuff like that mm -hmm. or in venues before when i've tried it it's been very uh, insular you're kind of right. usually sat next to your buddy or you know one additional person and that's it yeah, but the, but the funny thing was, you know, there was a lot of people in there. I bumped into Thomas Van Buhl, uh, the creator of Cubism. Uh, he was like, hey, Mike, how's it going? I was like, yeah, I'm good, although I don't have a beard. Uh, but we had a little <laughs> selfie, and that was kind of cool. But, um, you know, the balcony kind of overlooks the show, just like, you know, the seating area did in the previous version of the app. And, yeah. and, and to be fair, you know, the show ran flawlessly in both of my testing, which I thought was pretty good. Um, but like, you know, Nathie hinted at, you know, this kind of looks like it might be the first kind of, like, 
integration into Horizon, you know, especially with the avatars that look very similar. And hopefully this will just kind of be a part of Horizon that you can just yeah. venture into and then go yeah, and see some shows with your friends. Pretty, that would be it's smart. Pretty, it's pretty obvious because as you said, like you have a hub, you have the, like this lobby. So it would be nice if, if you have a bunch of friends and you are, you know, in a party together and you are playing Facebook Horizon and you jump into a portal and this portal leads you to Oculus venues, you can just seamlessly uh, launch other apps. So it's like Oculus venues will just be connected to. And then it's of course important that the avatars are all the same in every application mm. and all the yeah. features that you use are also the same. So yeah, it, it it's it's hinting towards Oculus Connect 7. Uh, it's hinting towards Facebook Horizon launching very soon. And yep. that Oculus venues will be directly working with. Uh, that's that's kind of what I think. But uh, yeah, I think yeah. I, I think you're I right. agree with yeah, and I totally agree with the timing. The timing definitely sounds yeah, like one month in advance of setting up for. Has been well, the thing is, I was talking to Ramarcus earlier today. Um, you guys will, many of you will know him, but he runs, uh, used to run a, a and still runs a, a VR channel um, covering Go and Quest content. Uh, but but he actually, while we were in OC6 last year, sat down and was was watching OC6 that way. And this is this is where my question for Mike comes because. He said one of the biggest disappointments of venues before for him was that it was um, it, like that cast was flat. It was 2D. It wasn't stereo. Not all material in original venues is stereoscopic. It's not full VR. Was, you know, in your comparison between the two platforms, was that all stereoscopic, like full VR? It was exactly the same on both. Yeah, it so was it, like... It was like had just full a... stereo or it was flat. No, it, uh, I... I good question actually because yeah sorry, yeah cause... it's a good question um but it was like a comedy event and it like i didn't honestly <laughs> notice that it was stereo so it, it might have been flat but like on like a big uh sort yeah. of screen but... that you overlook through the balcony um hmm. yeah but your character your, your character itself and when you were trying the new beta like, did you have arms or anything? Could you, you tell that arms, you were? Yeah, you had full arms, just like the avatars shown in Horizon. So if uh, and know, did you have hand tracking then as well? Not hand tracking. You using controllers. Yeah. But that's um, weird. Yeah. This this like this would also maybe mean that uh, Oculus venues will be running on Oculus Rift S and maybe also other headsets um, because Facebook Horizon is gonna come out for Quest and Rift S as far as I know, right? Uh, or is it only uh, going to be standalone? Well, at this point, do well, we, do this we point, even know? It, we wouldn't be surprised if it's only Quest, yeah. but let's say if it is if it is on Rift, then how the heck are you going to jump from Facebook mm. Horizon into Oculus Venues if Oculus Venues doesn't even support PC VR? Um, mm. If you look at Facebook uh, Spaces, Facebook Spaces supported the Vive, supported the Rift, supported all the PC VR headsets. There was no standalone back then, so it could also be more open, but... I don't freaking know, but I wouldn't. I, I would not be surprised if it's only standalone, though. I yeah. wouldn't. Uh... Um, but yeah, so you know that is Horizon. Uh, I mean, not Horizon venues that is likely going to be a part of Horizon. You know, likely going to be streaming OC7, which you know, Horizon. if the rumors are to be believed, would be like a month today. Apparently, it's going to happen. Um, 25th. So not long to yeah. wait now. Hopefully and we get a release for Horizon because you know they've been teasing it for a long time and they said it was going to come out this summer. So well, a release and and a roadmap too because you can release whatever you want, yeah. but if you don't tell anyone what you want to do with it or where you want to head with it in the future, then yeah, it's kind of random. There's one other thing that happened this week related to this topic that I think is a little contentious, which is Facebook has slapped all of our real names under oh. uh, our Oculus tag. 
So you've got, you know, ZimTalk5, my full name, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And although they say you can disable it, it's not easy. I've not found it yet. Yeah, you can. Um, you can. In the settings, privacy, and then you can turn it off. Um, but I had the same thing with the Mr. Beast project. Like, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Jimmy's full name was under it. And then also other people from the team had their names there. I was yeah. like, how the heck do we turn this off? So you can change... I think it's your username. You can change your username once every six months. And then your private name, that's your face because you connect your account to Facebook. Nowadays you have to, you get forced uh -huh. to do it because otherwise you can't record videos, you can't stream, you can't use Facebook Horizon. No you social. No social. Yeah. Pretty much your request is like, you can't use it. Um, but yes, you can turn it off in the privacy settings. As far as I know, then it's gone everywhere. But I still think for, for me personally, for example, it's like, you know, I use uh, my quest for, let's say for my YouTube channel. So it's like, of course my, my real name, it's known, but I do appreciate my privacy. So having my personal Facebook account connected to my quest is still a little bit, I wish I could just kind of have something more, you know? Separate, segregated, yeah, 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 and I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm the same, I'm the same, so. Yeah. That's yeah. why I, cre I created a second account on Facebook, just yeah, a, yeah. like, <laughs> That's random fine. one and so like uh, you, yeah. you have your privacy and, uh, and you need like nowadays uh, it's good to say that if you recommend a quest to someone they do need a facebook account there's there, it will be an unusable thing if mm -hmm. you don't then you can't can't use like half of the features on the headset you can be like rowdy you can just live under a bridge with your quest happily playing games <laughs> but that's all you're going to be able to do i think on rift s it's not that bad right is it uh, well, it doesn't have these apps for a start, so that's a yeah, problem. Exactly. Yeah, no, the social features are nipped because I had to yeah. connect mine. My, Otherwise, I couldn't connect with people to play I games. I think my, my Oculus account is an original one, so it wasn't connected to Facebook. But then later on, they forced you to do it anyway. So now right. it's mm -hmm. technically a Facebook account anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 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 There you go. I think making a private account is, is yeah. the way to go. Yeah. That is uh, Venues. New little update. If you got it, go check it out. Uh, could be part of uh, Horizon in the future. Who knows? Hopefully we'll find out OC7 this time next month. Fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is all the news this month, uh, this week. Oh, God. <laughs> that is all the news this week, <laughs> not for this month. Um, so now it's time to talk to our special guest, of course, Tyrell Wood. He's got his hands on a, an exciting new headset, the HP Reverb G2. And you've had it for what, like a week or so now? Uh, 10 days, yeah. 10 days, uh, yeah. He's counting it even. Yeah. So uh, if you've got like, any... <laughs> ten, ten and a half and three hours and twenty minutes. <laughs> so if, you, if you've got any questions, material about the headset, then drop them in the chat, and then we can read out some of your questions to him later on. Um, but maybe we should just start off by just talking about the headset in gen in general, because this is a a pre production model, right? It's not the, the yes. final version of the headset, and that's important to note. Yeah, this is a pre production unit, so uh, some things are going to be different, like the. The back cover, of course, the, the back strap is not the same. It's very creaky right now, uh, as you can hear. Uh, that is going to change. It's going to be the different, same material of like the rest of the headset, of course. In my case, uh, I have older lenses. Uh, the lenses, by the way, on these headsets are made by, uh, by Valve completely. Like Valve mm -hmm. is making the lenses, their hardware and software. So HP doesn't know anything about them. Uh, I have the older lenses, and the, so I'm getting updates, for example, with the, uh, for the new lenses, having the old lenses. So every time they update, uh -huh. like, uh, it gets a, a little worse every time, <laughs> in my case. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they still have to correct the software for the audio. Uh, that, by the way, is the same exact same driver of the Valve Index. 
So expect the same sound. Great audio. Yeah, yes, amazing great audio. audio. And uh, yeah, that, that, those are the differences of the, of the pre-production unit. Also the controllers, their pre-production unit, uh, they're still a little more rough than, the, mm. than the, what they're going to be. Uh, but if you look at them, uh, you're gonna, they're going to remind you something for sure <laughs> because they're very the original similar to Oculus the, touch controllers. the, the original yeah. Oculus Touch controller. And as you can see, I have the Mammoth grip on it and that's it, what it, it fits. Yeah, I was so wondering like, what that was, that like yeah. spine next to it. So that so that's a, that's to hold it on your hand. Okay. Yes, because I, I, I can't play anymore without something holding my hand. I don't know. I do I, love I, those I, Mammoth grips as yes. well. I, I agree. I agree. So, sorry, the video isn't so clear. Is that a complete like silicone wrap around the controller or is it just a, a line that's kind of strapping around the back of your hand? No, hold on. This, this is, the, is, a, is a cup, but this is the Mammoth grip. Like if you, this is the controller. I see it. Okay, so it just slips over the base. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then you, you, you attach it to the ring on top. I had to create a loop with the, the, the strap so, that comes with to, to have it. But um, as I said also in my videos, I don't suggest buying it for this yet. For sure, there's going to arrive a version that's made for. Um, they're very nice though. Uh, the controllers are like, like the Oculus controllers. Pretty much the only thing you don't have uh, the capacity touch on the different um buttons so the software is not going to understand when uh, your hand uh, your thumbs is up or down and stuff like that then mm -hmm. there's no way here to do it because they're not capacitive so You're always something happy. that uh yeah people are always happy and it's a it's a positive thing hey how are you hey, oh that's hp refurb you too yes yes oh. me too me too yes yeah it's me it's me hey <laughs> <laughs> So you can recognize people with the reverb too. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. this is pretty much like, uh, you know, then they're going to probably connect it via software and stuff to don't have like uh, the, the thumb sticking out. In some games, they are already like a more natural position. So it's not really a problem. Uh, yeah. And in I terms would... of the controllers, actually, one question, like, because um, yeah. one of the big issues with the previous Windows MR range was battery life on the old controllers. Um, is that still an issue with these new ones, uh, uh, as far as you're aware? Exactly the same as okay. before. Uh, I have to say, I always suggest like uh, to get rechargeable batteries. And mm -hmm. the thing about Windows Mixed Reality, uh, they're a little picky with batteries. And uh, you have to have uh, 1.5 volt or 1.6 volt rechargeable batteries because usually the rechargeable batteries are have a lower voltage. Uh, mm -hmm. If you get something with lower voltage, the software will think that they are out of battery. And so mm -hmm. they're going to shut down or like you're going to have a problem with the tracking. It's like a battery saving mode, you know? Uh, yeah. With a lot of uh, electronic devices, actually, it's not only like mm -hmm. limited to the G2. Uh, and, and, and how is the tracking for the controllers in itself? Okay, the tracking for the controllers, uh, many of you tried Windows Mixed Reality. So, um, you know, <laughs> that, thanks for uh, the demonstration in a hotel room. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we were all there. We, we, we were, were all there, there so uh, yeah, yeah, it was some incriminating. That doesn't evidence. make it better. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But, anyway. Now you know what F reality stands for. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. This is what we do when we're at Oculus Connect. This is why we're so disappointed we're not going to be together this year. Oh, oh yeah. heartbroken. Absolutely. Yeah, heartbroken. <laughs> Uh, okay. All right, let's. Uh, I, I could get over. I <laughs> keep going with the jokes, but <laughs> with the broken. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so.
So usually you have uh, two cameras. This time we have two additional cameras on the side. Uh, so the tracking is better when uh, you know you before with Windows Peaks Reality you had a lot of problems like throwing grenades and stuff, throwing stuff, or, or interaction is much better. Using a bow is much better. Um, starts to be more natural. Uh, so it's great to have two additional cameras for sure. Uh, for the tracking, so the controller is better than before. Uh, yeah. It's completely playable. Uh, sometimes uh, they're, they're not as good as the Oculus tracking. Uh, that, right. Uh, there's something that uh, I want to make clear. Uh, so and do you think that's um, the case with both the Insight system on Quest and Rift? or? Uh, I, I think, yeah, both. If, um, okay. if I have to make a list... Uh, I will say index first, then I will put the original Rift with three sensors, then yep. I will put the Rift S, then I will yep. put the, the Quest. Quest, and then I will put the, this Windows Mixed Reality. That's fair, uh, that's fair. It, it, it's not so far from the Quest, uh, but uh, Oculus did some really good trickeries with the yep. tracking to make it better, and uh, mm -hmm. those are absent in Windows Mixed Reality. That doesn't this mean could that, be, uh, but, it could but be improved, improved with an update. Compared to, yeah, uh, exactly. But, but it's improved compared to what it was. Absolutely. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely a big improvement uh, from what mm -hmm. it was. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, like with Windows Mixed Reality, I always use Windows Mixed Reality, but I always use more all the others because after a while I was getting like, what the heck, I'm always losing tracking, you know? Mm -hmm. This time is like uh, 10 days, uh, 4 hours, uh, 30 minutes, and 20 seconds. Is that correct, Nadie? <laughs> that, <laughs> that I'm using just a uh, reverb with, uh, with this tracking. And uh, mm -hmm. yes, I had moments where my hand was flying away, like in Half-Life Alex. Happens. Uh, happens. Still happens. Uh, but it wasn't a deal breaker uh, like it was before, you know? What about, so um... much better, much better than what it was before. Perfection is still far. I think they can improve by software, mm -hmm. uh, for sure. But, uh, you know, it's Microsoft. Uh, sometimes they just like to leave stuff there. So uh, I hope it's not the case this time, but the tracking is all about Microsoft. There's no HP involved in that. Did you, uh, did you test the battery length? How long did you uh, use? I'm using, like, uh, with the, if you use the rechargeable batteries, by the way, uh, you can get, like, a over 15 hours of use uh, that's of good. controllers. Yeah. That's wow, good. That sounds really positive. Wow. Because uh, before, it was before. like a lot less, right? It was significantly yeah. less. Uh, I, well, it depends really on the batteries that you use, I think. Uh, right. Because, uh, like, uh, you know, batteries also degrade with time. Mm -hmm. uh, when you have, like, rechargeable batteries that, like, 1.5 volts, they degrade faster than, uh, than mm -hmm. uh, the regular rechargeable batteries. Yeah. So... Uh, like if I use my old batteries that I was using with the uh, with the Lenovo or with the Odyssey yeah. Plus, for example, yeah. now they're like at two hours. Uh, what, so, what batteries would you recommend then if you, if if someone's like looking to buy a Reverb G two? Uh, but they 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 need one point five volts because I think when I recommended the Panasonic Eneloops, people were saying they weren't rated high enough um, yeah. for the for the Windows Mixed Reality range. Yeah, I think that those were like 1.2 anyway. Yeah. Okay. There, mine are um, the one I use are 1.6 uh, okay. Ni ZN batteries. Okay. There so, you go. so when you let's say when you buy HP Refurb G2, uh, usually there are batteries coming with your headset, right? Yes. So the the batteries that come with the headset are those the correct ones? Uh, 
Yes, but they're not rechargeable. But they're not okay, because I think it's, yeah. it's like, a, yeah, okay, of course. But then the consumer knows which batteries they should get. Because no, usually, I don't, no, I don't think like don't. on the website, it says what batteries you should get. I think this uh, is maybe for the first yeah, time the, for people. I think the problem is with, what Tyrell is trying to say is that they burn quite rapidly through those yeah. batteries and mm-hmm. you will have you will keep on having to buy batteries so it's better to, to use rechargeable yeah, batteries true. but not all rechargeable batteries will work that's why it's yeah, yeah but it's, it's nice from batteries. hp to also get some info on of course what people should use because then people place a review saying like yeah my uh, controls they suck because this and that so if you uh-huh. have like a little i don't know what they do on their website maybe mm-hmm. some info on that because i don't think everyone is gonna contact you every week like hey listen uh, what better yes. should i get you know the fact is like if you don't use rechargeable batteries you're fine because like uh, regular batteries are always 1.5 1.5 exactly. instead the rechargeable batteries usually are 1.2 yeah. volts and that's where mm. the problem starts right uh, right it's like you have to get rechargeable battery that are as good as yeah, regular yeah, batteries yeah. so uh okay if you, if you just question. buy packs of batteries it's not a problem yeah question for you because I, I coming from the states i would say that their culture with respect to rechargeable or or disposable batteries. The U.S. is very much a disposable battery yes. place, yes. Um, and yes. it, it actually horrifies me to this day because it's like if you just bought one set of rechargeables, you wouldn't have to. And I feel like in Europe, we're a lot more heavily into the the rechargeables because yes. of a lot of the recycling programs and things that we have here. Um, but in the states, it's like people are all checking out at the supermarket with these giant packs of batteries, <laughs> yes. and it's like. It's the, it's the equivalent of smoking. You know? It's like you just throw those in a landfill when you're done. I think you it's know, stupid that, to that, buy like those batteries. It's like very strange. I, I recently, I haven't I haven't tried them yet, but I recently got these uh, batteries and they're also rechargeable 1.5 volt with like a, oh, nice. a USB thing. That was something that, uh, that Zim actually recommended to me before yeah. since I know that he used uh, this kind of stuff. I haven't used them yet, so I can't like vouch for them. They're called Sorbo, S-O-R-B-O. Double uh, A, 1.5 volt, uh, 1,200 uh, milliampere. So that's work. actually a um, uh, that's a copy on that's so that's it's a bit 75 percent or 70 percent of the capacity of a usual double A battery has the USB header on it. That's actually a copy of the UK patent which dropped maybe six years ago. Uh, it, it, the the original company is um, USB Cell, one word, USB C E L L, and they have a number of products including a triple A battery. But they're really neat because if you're traveling internationally, you're sitting in an airport, you don't have a charger that needs mains connectivity. You just pop those in, let them charge away, and then you've got it for your camera or whatever yeah, you need yeah, it for. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. So they're really neat. I'm just saying it because I'm, I'm in the Northern American market, so it might be a different a different name or a different brand yeah. over there. It's, it's, it's good to hear that the controllers have been improved because that, that was, let's say for me, the only reason to be kind of like, mm, I don't know about this you know G2, of course, like most people who want to buy this are sim users but hearing this yeah. from no, the gaming I, I side will... overall it's quite interesting yeah i will tell you yeah. if you come from uh, the oculus you know exactly what like it's you're gonna feel completely yeah. at home like yeah. there's nothing really different over here That's... it feels exactly the same yeah. Um, and and for me, it's a good thing because you know if you want to create a standard, I feel like uh, Oculus created a standard with the controllers, and mm. I I think that is a good standard to have. Mm. Uh, these have a little less features because they don't have all the capacitive touch and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you can play the games in the same way. Like uh, you yeah. can load the binding on Steam, for example, did for you, the Oculus controllers. And did and you try it. Revive as well? Yes, I, uh, Stormland. I was playing on on and, uh, and with the with the reverb, and it's Ooh, also performing nice. well. The games. Uh, 
well, uh, Stormland never performed uh, well with Revive, to be honest. Because some uh, games, it's a bit of a hit and miss with yes, Revive exactly. sometimes. Some games works better, some games less. Um, like um, The Factor woke, uh, worked pretty well. Uh, Asgard Rat worked pretty well. And, uh, you know, you don't have to change anything with bindings. You know, usually with Revive, you're like, oh, where's the button to do that? It's, it's exactly the same. Wow. Uh, so it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and... But the coolest thing about this headset is the screen, because uh, this has two LCD display, 2160 by 2160 RGB pixel arrangement. And with these lenses, uh, it's like the clarity is just amazing. Like I, I have pretty much every headset over here and I tried pretty much every headset. And when I got this for two days, uh, I talked with Adder. Uh, I would say like, oh my God, it looks so good. Like, how is possible? How is possible? I was really shocked how good it looks. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I tried like like the 4K Pimax before and stuff, but with these lenses and this screen, I it, it's just top notch. Right now is the best visual experience you can have. And That's because like... My personal... Um... Uh, like the resolution is the same as the previous generation reverb, and you tried yes. that as well, right? Yes. So you think that the magic with this new one is specifically the lenses from Valve? Well, they also changed the panels. Uh, right. like these are new panels. Like the old panels had a problem with the Mura. They, mm-hmm. they told me, uh, we had a call, a uh, private call. They told me that it wasn't really Mura, but was they messed up some stuff in the lightning, or the, like to light up the LCD display. So they were creating a perceived the Mura. Yes, the backlighting yeah, was a yeah. perceived Mura. It wasn't really Mura, but, you know, at the end was Mura for us seeing. Um, so they, they changed completely the panel. Our new panels are actually better colors. And also, yes, I will say the lenses are the part that makes a big, big difference. That's interesting. That because I like we've been saying on this podcast for a while already that it would be nice to see more innovations in that particular field rather than just like pushing resolutions because I think that a lot of stuff can still be done by experimenting with like different kind of lenses. Mm-hmm. It's interesting then like what do you think do you do you have any specifics on what is what is different in these lenses like and and how big is like the sweet spot and all oh, of those kind all of All right. Uh, so I did a lot of um um I, I don't want to sponsor stuff and anything, but I did a video like in a, in a room trying to understand mm. a little like a, what is the sweet spot and stuff. Mm. And I would say that you lose clarity just at the end, like uh, the 10% at the end. Uh, there's like a, this room in SteamVR that you can try if, if you have SteamVR. Um, uh, it's a SteamVR room. Uh, it's like a room that you can download where there are all different tests for, uh, for the headsets to try. And um, so I tried uh, like the visual test to see how much I can read, uh, how far I can read. And really I could go pretty much at the end of the room when like uh, I was like 10 meters with the valve index. I could go like 17 meters, 16 meters with this one um, wow. and still read the last, uh, the last part of the, of the test. Uh, then there's another... An, Oval, not not a uh, circles one after the other. So you see when you stop to see the circles, and um, and that's where I think it's around the ten percent at the end that you lose the clarity. So the sweet spot is very big. Uh, every everywhere you sit on the lenses, so the eye box is also very big. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like even if you change the IPD completely, 
you're going to have eye strain because, you know, the software is going to change the distortion of the inside, but still you're going to see everything. Uh, so oh. they did a, Valve did a great job uh, with, these, uh, with these lenses. They're better what? than the lenses on the index. The only That's thing... what I was going to ask oh. you was just in terms of, because the index lenses for me have always been a problem with this kind of odd reflection you get on the edges of those lenses. How do these fare in terms of like reflection on the lenses, anything like that? God rays, can you, can you talk uh, about the, that? For these lenses are much simpler than the one that we have on the index because in the index are double stack lenses. So you have like a two lenses technology attached to each other and that's what mm -hmm. they did to have a, a little bigger FOV. It's but at the same time- They're as well, aren't they? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. 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 A, at the same time, they like, you know, having two lenses so close you create a glare you create a mm -hmm. little god rays and stuff because you can control completely the light instead here is just a part on top let's say of the valve index just the first part of the of the of the lens i mean the shape is also different by the way i can show it from yeah i do over mm -hmm. i've been running some of your videos in the background as well too just because you've done such amazing and for anyone who doesn't know Tyrrell Wood does amazing side by sides like best mm -hmm. in the market mm -hmm. Great uh, photography, videography yeah. uh, from you, Thank always. You. Um, I mean, your stuff is just, it makes stuff look so sexy. Well, actually. And I immediately want to get my wallet out for this thing, even though I swore I wouldn't. <laughs> we, we race together as well. So, you know, I, I, there's another question that's just stemming from me now, which is, see, how does this thing look in a set of Corsa? Uh, it, it's great. When you can see it, when you really have to, like, break every time, it looks incredible. Like, uh, mm -hmm. Uh, that's why I, I jumped in Assetto Corsa Competizione uh, more right now because the graphics are a little better and uh, I really wanted to enjoy more about the game. And uh, the problem with Assetto Corsa Competizione is that you can't really run it at full resolution because it's going to kill your PC. And, uh, and so you can't read the text, not because of the headset, but you can't read the text because of the resolution. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, so what you're saying, great headset for simulators. So VTOL, Star Wars Squadrons soon. Uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Racing sims, uh, Elite Dangerous, you could go on forever. Everything yeah. that is, uh, you know, making use out of like a far distance in a game. I, is I, like I would say um, not just simulators. I would say actually it's a good headset for yeah. everything. The, the first G1 was just for simulators. I would say that if you have to do anything else, just don't. Yeah. Like, you know, for, if but you for are... the rest, you need controllers. And first, it, like, exactly. the concern was the controllers. But as you said, they're pretty solid. This one, it, it's it's OK. You know, it's not the best. And uh, I want to like, put it like a point. It's like uh, yeah. in the list is like uh, an, it's in the mid list of the tracking of uh, mm. everything we have on the market. Yeah, okay, it's okay. like the very mid. Uh, but is enjoyable, completely enjoyable. And really, I didn't feel the need to go back to the Valve Index, also because it's so light. It's mm. so small that, you know, it, you just... I, I want to show you my Valve Index to see how many stuff there are on, on it. Because <laughs> <sighs> I think is it's important to talk about price, right? Because, you know... Uh, to make yeah. it comfortable, you see? Right, like, I see. There's something yeah, yeah. on the back to make it more heavy on the back. There's the strap. That, that, for like, the audio... Yeah, for the audio listeners, can you describe what you've done? Because this is, does not look like an index. It looks like a Frankenquest or something. Oh, yeah. What are you showing us? Uh, no, index. there's like a strap on top to balance better, uh, of course, on the top because it's kind of heavy, the index in the front. Uh, there are like a 
25 grams on the back over here, 100 grams wow. on the back to balance better with the back. There's the VR cover uh, to make a little more soft in the front. There's the VR cover over here as well. And then on top, because it gets hot and because, you know, it's summer and you sweat, I have these two little fans. So uh, <laughs> you, you get the air going on. You what just the is Does it have Google chill? Assistant or anything in there? You no. Know? <laughs> Under this, there's everything. <laughs> but what yeah, did no, you do to the front of it? The front start. of it's a little different. Is it 3D printed um, or something? I 3D printed myself. Uh, I found the file on Thingiverse. It's super cool. I really love it. Like the, the way yeah. it plays it's with like the light. It's like a super hot kind of uh, yes. style, right? Yes. Yeah. Polygonal. It's wow. very nice. But yeah, instead, this one, I'm using it just like this. And I'm happy. So do you it's think a, your um, looks very small do you think your index is going to be relegated by this headset to a certain degree? Um, a little, yes. Uh, a little, yes. I, you know, I love the index controllers. They're my favorite mm -hmm. controllers in the market. So if I have to play like some games, I really want those controllers. But mm -hmm. if I play with the index, I will miss the, the screen and discomfort and stuff in general. So it's a little bit of shame then of the of what you said like about the controllers for the HP Reverb that you you, you would place them on the on the well not on the bottom but you know quite uh, low compared to the other tracking solutions in terms of controllers. Mm -hmm. um, since it seems like they have a really great headset that kind of misses on a couple of points that might be crucial for like more competitive players or people who are not sim racers. Uh, do, do you think that if the controllers would improved that this would apply to a broader range of people just in general? I, I think so, because the, the tracking is much better than what it was before. They are precise, by the way. Uh, it, mm. The problem is not the precision. Like if you aim down, it's not going to shake or go somewhere else. Like they're mm. very precise. The Windows Mixed Reality always been very precise when it's on sight of the cameras. The problem starts when it goes outside the site because yeah. mm. Oculus yeah. has a lot of software. That's why I think that with some software updates could get much better uh, yeah. because... Uh, Oculus has software that tells like, okay, when you are out of the, of the, of the site, yeah. you are locked to the position of your headset. So, you know, if you move mm -hmm. your head, it moves with you and you don't get like an arm that gets like yeah. 30 so, meters long. And, so, uh, something and that, that people yeah. are, are suge suggesting in the chat is that, you know, people are saying, oh, you can use index controllers yeah. with the reverb. Um, obviously you can, like you can with yes. the, the Rift as well, but there's a lot of effort and work involved. You still need base mm. stations. They're not going to naturally, um, connect with the reverb and you're going to be able to use them. It's not that easy. You need to buy base stations. You need to set them up in steam VR. It's quite a complicated setup yeah, process, it, I would say. Right. Absolutely. And then like, I would never like, you, you know, I feel like if you want to buy an headset, you don't buy it because you can mod it in the future, yeah. buy yeah. it because it's a good headset. And, if I have to review an headset, I don't review an headset with all the mods before no. reviewing it regularly because the regular person, like the the regular person who will buy, is the the person that just buy it and expect yeah. it to work out of the box. Yeah, and so, that way you can also add everything that is missing to it. Yeah, in, exactly. In many different uh, creative you know, ways. mods exist. Yes, you can do it, but it, if you think about the price, then it start to go like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A crazy eye. So, so I will never recommend it. something we haven't touched it. on yet. Maybe, maybe we should well, do Maybe do that before well. we do yes. that, uh, weight and comfort is also very important, I guess. Uh, yes. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, as I was saying, it's, uh, it's light. 
uh, I, I don't know the grams precisely, but I think they're online. It's lighter than NFL index for sure. It's just based oh, on... Oh, well, no, way, 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 way lighter. Uh, also, like, uh, they did a great job with, comf uh, with the balance. So, actually, with the strap on the back that is rigid, it balances mm -hmm. a lot, uh, the, the thing. So, it doesn't feel super front-heavy. Actually, it doesn't feel front-heavy at all. And uh, it, it, it's very comfortable. I, I have nothing to say about it bad as comfort wise really okay. uh, you will see this thing with all this stuff because i have so many leftover things to add everywhere yeah, yeah. and i mm. didn't because it just works and the like audio this. is like mwah, it's uh, the like, audio uh, yes it's gonna be like it uh, now they, they still need to update the software for it so you okay. know it's like if you don't have the perfect like equal, uh, the equalizer is not at yeah. a perfect point but Yes, overall, like uh, that's that's uh, great. The only thing that that uh, it does not have compared to the Velvet is like that microphone is a different microphone because the Index oh. is a super neat microphone. Yes, but these actually have very good microphones as oh, well. It does? Yes, uh, I uh, you can listen in. Uh, I made a video um, about the screens, so uh, if you want to know more, also about the lenses and screens, I made a video about it. And mm -hmm. uh, no, oh sorry. It was actually about the tracking, the video about the tracking, and uh, also all the mid section when I was actually playing, I was using mm -hmm. this microphone. And over there, I used the raw sound completely. Like I didn't even, tr like I didn't want to change anything on Premiere while I was editing to make the sound better because I wanted mm -hmm. to just give the idea of what is the sound. That's and, good. Uh, it's very good. I would say that it's not like the Valve Index, but it's very close and uh, it's uh, so, after the index is the best sound that you can have so it's so that, that would mean that if you're let's say uh doing presentations in vr this could be a great headset because the yes. audio quality yes. is super good but also streamers or people who make content absolutely um, they can use that instead i i mean like the valve index has a microphone that is amazing like sometime it i have calls with people and uh Nate has experience about it because yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't find my headphones and I, I put the index on and I had the entire call with yeah, you yeah. on Discord <laughs> with the index using that as a microphone. I, I record so, even my voiceovers with the headset. You know, yeah. I have a script in VR and I just read it out and it just sounds perfect. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's amazing. And uh, okay. it really sounds super professional. And uh, these sound very good as well. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's... it's uh, is a thing about equalization as well. If you can yeah. do the with the equalizer in the right way, we'll get even yeah, better. But audio is like a big part. I think like because of the speakers, when I heard the you know the speakers on the Velvet Index for the first time, I was like, wow. Like mm -hmm. I'm not gonna buy a headset just for the display anymore yes. or for the comfort, the, but also for the audio. This is like uh, is something that HP said me like directly uh, when we had the call. Is like uh, these are the exact same of the Valve Index. Like we didn't do anything on them. They gave them, they gave us the piece and we mounted on this adapter. So mm, it's nice. exactly the same, exactly the same distance from your ears. Uh, it's exactly the same. So the experience is going to be the same. There is a big question here. Several people have posted, which is uh, about the missing top camera, whether or not you're grabbing a disc, for instance, in Echo Arena, like, or, or, or any other you know reach up like in the climb for example have you tested anything about that kind of the vertical camera and do you see any uh slip or lack of tracking with that yes so uh, that's why in my list is under the rift s uh, because yeah. uh, of that reason i feel like the camera on top is a is a nice addition and uh, it's needed in many games 
uh, I would say when you have your, now you can't see, but you, when you have your hands up, try to imagine where my hands are, like go up, it, on, from this <laughs> position on, in this way, it's fine. If you go inside, uh, like in the inside part, uh, you start to lose tracking. So, so if you go vertically above your shoulders, you're okay, but anywhere yes, towards you, the center of your head, yes, no. exactly, exactly okay. like that. Because the cameras on the side, they pretty much cover. They are pretty much flat. The camera, so they don't aim down, but they aim completely outside. Mm. So it's good, mm. and that's also a good thing for occlusion. Um, when you are like in uh, simulators and stuff, then maybe you are a very small cockpit, or you mm. have like the screen very, you know, just in front, yeah. because many people also use the three screens and stuff and the headset could lose tracking. Yeah. Even if you cover the two cameras on the front, you still retain the tracking with the one on the side. So nice. So um, last but not least, like software wise, you're going to be stuck with Steam VR, I guess, in a way, uh, or with, yes. of course, Windows there. Have you seen any updates on that? Is there software uh, new? Is it like because you buy G2, you're investing into their new software as well? Or is this uh, exactly the same thing? They are not even trying to actually to advertise their store and stuff so okay. like uh it's um they're actually advertising steam vr even in the windows mixed reality portal when you open the windows mixed reality yeah. portal every game on the side is from steam vr so the hmm. first thing they want you to do is to install the bridge from oculus uh, sorry from uh, windows mixed reality to steam vr oh, okay. so you can play every steam vr game uh, we have, we have one more question in the in the chat as well. I know that a few more down, which will I will ask in the in the end as well. Uh, the, the, Norman Robinson asked if uh, there was any news whether they were still going to increase the field of view, uh, or is the is the one that you received already like fixed? Uh, that that's the field of view. Uh, you can get it yeah. a little more if you get closer to the lenses, but if you get too close, then you have like a problems with, of course, like, you know, distortion profiles and stuff. So, mm -hmm. but. Um, I feel like there's all a lot of alarmism uh, around about field of view because, you know, you say numbers and people, oh, my God, they're just 105. It's just 100 and stuff. Uh, we always said in the past, like, uh, oh, the Rift is 110. The Rift wasn't really 110, but they advertised it as 110. So everyone would say it's 110. Then if you go to try it, the Rift is actually 90 degrees. 90. Um, and uh, so now you try is 105, so you, you advertise it like 114, 120, you know. So like it, it's all a game and stuff. So it's a, uh, it, it's not a. Is that they use the wrong measurement? They use, for example, the diagonal. Yes. Or they use like a like a. Mm. a yeah, I know. Yeah, you yeah, have to correct. just to use the horizontal, so you know. How, oh, sorry yeah. about it. Uh, so you know how much you can see, you know. But mm, uh, course, if yeah. you have experience with the Quest, it's better than the Quest for FOV. If you have experience with the Rift S, it's much better than the Rift S. They always felt a little, you know, you can already mm -hmm. see the size uh, of the screen. Uh, it, it's similar to, it, it's like the regular FOV. Like uh, there, there's not really yeah. something to say, oh no, the FOV, no, it, it's fine. Mm -hmm. and, and while we're talking about yeah. FOV, we got a question. I posted this on Twitter earlier on that you're going to be on the show and asked for questions from people on Twitter and Thrill Seeker actually asked, uh, FOV or resolution in your opinion? Uh, for him, it's all about FOV, but he's curious on your opinion. Uh, whether you're like either prefer the the resolution of the the reverb G2 or the the field of view of the index, which one would you go for if you had to choose one? Uh, I would say none of the two. I would say clarity, because okay. I rather have 
less uh, less resolution and less FOV, but better clarity mm-hmm. uh, than than the other two. Like I have a Pimax, I have more than a Pimax, and I don't use them that much, even if the widest FOV that you can buy right now, mm-hmm. because the clarity has distortion, the clarity is not that good, and stuff like that. Even if it has a very high resolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other 4K displays that we had in the past that weren't that good for clarity. And so, like, they just, you know, they'd go in the, like, you know, uh, they, I, I think when you bought the, the headset from Walmart, Mike, you might have the 4K God. displays, right? <laughs> Amazing clarity. No, so, exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. So, are you saying that the clarity on the G2 is, is, is top notch? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it, uh, I, I don't want to sound like a fanboy because sometimes no, sure, I, no, I, I really understand. sound like it, but it's really, it changes some games. Like yeah. uh, in Half-Life Fly Alex, just looking at your end, it's like, geez, how much details they put mm-hmm. on the freaking boards, yeah. you know? And I played it with the index, so I didn't play with the, you know, I played with the headset they wanted me to play with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And using this, I'm like, wow, I didn't see this stuff. It's like yeah. things like it uh, looks different. Like uh, you have a board uh, when you walk around, you, you can read yeah, the yeah. newspaper without well, like sticking yeah. it in your, to your face. It, it, mm-hmm. It's like, a, it makes a difference. I feel like yeah. every headset should start from this now on. That, that's, that's, the chat is blaming you for dodging the bullet though, Tyrell, because uh, clarity is a, like for example, Nimsoni says, clarity is a very wide ranging label. It pretty much includes all the others, field of view, resolution, mm. and distortion. Okay. So it's a, it's a <laughs> very smart I, I, answer. I understand what he's getting at though. You see, he is a fanboy. You know? Yeah, I'm a fanboy. Like seriously though, like, like uh, you know, the recommendations you, you have done so far are very, you know, good and very great, very informative for not only people who are VR enthusiasts, but also beginning consumers. So everyone can kind of, you know, get into this because Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, talking about a display, talking about numbers can be very complicated. Also just uh, another thing, there's a link in the description to uh, Drill's channel. So if you want to subscribe or you, you know, want to watch some more HP Refurb G2 stuff, and uh, just check it out. But I think it's maybe good to, uh, as Mike also hinted towards that, is like price. Because where does this headset sit? Uh, is this like, I, I like I on Twitter said it was like a mid-tier kind of like headset in terms of price. Mm-hmm. I think that's yes. also kind of this where you need for, to... This is going to be $599. Uh, so it's going to be $200 more than the Rift S and the Quest. And it's going to be $300 less than the... Not $400 less than the... Um, Index. index. Mm. And uh, I, I feel significant. Yesterday, Mike asked me a super good question uh, that I think that is the, the right way to put it. Like, uh, who do you see like uh, buying this? Like, what what is this for? Mm. And I would say, and uh, answering your question as well, Nate, I would say that this is the perfect price. And I was super happy. I was expecting $6.99, to be honest. So yeah. seeing like this price, I was very happy about it from the beginning. Uh, because you have so much more uh, adding $200 and you don't lose that that much uh, taking out $400. So mm-hmm. it's like in the phone market, it's like if you buy a OnePlus, like not anymore no. because now they make a super expensive phone again. But no. it was like a two years ago buying a OnePlus phone. There was like the, um, uh, they called themselves the... Um, the iPhone killer. Uh, no, not the iPhone killer. The, uh, <laughs> Shut up, Rowdy. Uh, oh, it, it was. I the, had that one. They said the flagship killer. 
Right. So uh, uh, yeah, the yeah, thing exactly. is like you have um, you have a great specs, you have a great headset for to play because that's the most important thing, and it doesn't cost a bank to have a very good experience. Uh, nice. And I feel like the the jump is um, if you have two hundred dollars more to spend from an Oculus product, I will spend it. Nice. Really? That's important. Uh, like, nice. uh, that's important. It's, and, uh, 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 you know, I think, yeah, I think budget. you know, like if, if we think about it a year ago, us talking about headsets, you know, we would have thought that the HTC with the Cosmos would have been in HP's position yeah. right now, but it seems yes. like HP have really like completely destroyed the Cosmos in terms of its yeah. location in the market in terms of price point. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, you know, it offers substantial good value for money here in terms of, you know, it's a significant upgrade over the Rift S at only $200 more. Yes, and you're not compromising that much by saving four hundred dollars mm-hmm. and buying this over the index. So I think it's and it's, it it's, a, it's going to be interesting to see how this performs yeah. uh, over the next sort mm-hmm. of six six months. And to it a will year. be a welcome addition to the to the to the range of headsets that we have. Since yeah. you know, we, it feels like every every show we're kind of talking about Oculus, 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 know, like yeah. both games and uh, and well, it's hard not to because you know they're they're the one who are leading the pack. But it, it would be nice to have another player enter that field. And, and I think and, what's uh, also nice to like you know change it up is that that it looks like we're getting a second generation windows mixed reality headset here mm-hmm. a true second generation and hopefully the other manufacturers will say hey what hb have done here is actually really great maybe we should start partnering with other people yeah. like valve and and you know bringing their nice. products to market as well so yeah. i think it's great for everyone and I, I i'm just really happy that it's turned out you know from what we can see from this production yeah. model anyway that it looks like it's going to be as good as it is on your head as it is on paper you know yeah. it's it's yeah, definitely no, no, no. it's definitely good that they are you know kind of saving the pc vr market and like wait so, so made... zim's not happy why aren't you happy zim? yeah i'm not happy well. because my uh my daughter's not going to be able to eat when i have to buy this headset <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, it's really sad you know <laughs> child service is going to come along see a bunch of headsets and yeah. honestly what i'm going to do is i'm going to get rid of this freaking uh original valve uh, sorry, original uh, Vive, HTC Vive, uh, for the 650 pounds I can sell it for. But well, that's, a, that's an awesome price to sell it for, by the way. So we should yeah. put a little, uh, we should, by a show of hands, you know, now that we've heard from, you know, the horse's mouth material about how great this headset is, who's actually like really super hyped to maybe get one of these super hands up, hyped? show of hands? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. I mean, I'm definitely hyped, but I'm not going to get it, though. No, I'm point. not extremely hyped, but I, I want to get every headset I can get my hands on. I've just been waiting to hear about the control system yep. and the lens clarity. And because the reflections and again, explaining it to me, reminding me the fact that why the index has those reflections that I hate, because like going from the DK2 to CV1, Oculus took a backward step and gave you lens reflections and God rays that I really didn't was not happy about that they fixed with the Rift S. So I'm not willing to back off of that. And until you just convinced me, uh, I wasn't even considering the G2. But I looked at it. I like people were saying for Sims it'd be great. And then I heard you talking about it, saw your side by sides, and now I just now it's a, it's kind of a must have for me. Well, it's it's definitely a good sign that HP is jumping into the like mid range uh, right now because HTC, yeah, they completely lost the market. Mm. Shame on them. I mean, they had the opportunity to deliver something nice, they didn't. Yes. 
Um, and then of course you have Oculus who has the Rift S that doesn't seem to get any updates and, and maybe even soon they go completely standalone for a while. So it's good that we have HP and maybe HP is going to be the like the next big player. It's going to be not HD, HTC yeah. anymore, but it's going to be HP. I mean so. like a HP or like a whatever, Samsung or whatever, whoever comes. Uh, I feel like competition is great in the market yeah. and really like yeah, yeah, gives yeah. a reason to keep going mm -hmm. uh, with like a new stuff yeah. and, and stuff if, like that. And, and uh, if they are smart, they use also their gaming brand and they expand on that. They start selling uh, VR ready PCs, they uh, sell bundles, they start uh, hosting events where they do maybe esports stuff like that they could really be the next yeah. gaming brand as far as i know though like they sell also their backpack for yeah, like, the pc backpack yeah. and yeah. Uh, i don't like now that you said that uh, i'm thinking about that the headset came in the box maybe because it's a pre-production unit but came in the box without the cable attached so yeah. maybe you know you can take the the yeah. standalone kit when they give you like the, the backpack yeah. and the, the ads so that would be super cool they're going to be a power player because in the arcade market you know the hp refurb is getting used a lot mm -hmm. and i'm sure the yeah. g2 is gonna so yeah it's like they they like within a year they but they like this headset That's they just a... showed that they understand now what the consumer wants the first yes. one was more for kind of b2b and now they make this big jump to you know the consumer yeah. market very cool L let's maybe quickly go over a few of the questions that the chat still have because i think we're running a bit short on uh, sure. on time as well uh we had to, oh I, I don't know how to pronounce that name something that starts with swft uh, Tyrell, what has impressed you the most about the headset so far? And I think that was what you mentioned about the clarity. Yeah, clarity correct? and resolution together, they make a big yeah. difference. Right. Yes. Uh, then Paradise DK said, uh, is the G2 better than the Labo? Labo? Uh, <laughs> oh my God, the uh, Nintendo Labo. Does he mean Nintendo Labo? <laughs> I'm sure that's right. I, I, I heard it was his daily driver. I, I don't know because uh, I always use my Labo every day because it's much better. <laughs> nice. Nice. But, uh, yeah. uh, we had uh, Anna Nuke asking how hyped is Tyrell about this headset on a range of one to ten. What what is your hype level? Um, I, I'm uh, I don't know. I, I would say eight and a half to stay like politically correct. Yeah. Wow, politically that's, correct. That's high. But uh, um, I I mean I I don't know if I'm hype at saying that I'm hype anymore is the right thing because I have it in my hands. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you you still need the games right to be extremely hyped so. yes yeah exactly but um, but for the future of vr maybe for the future of vr i i like if if we start from this and we start to build out of like this kind of clarity and screen like super hyped give me nice. a 10 yeah nice great answer uh, the vr vibe set uh, what was the ease of setup like you connect it you start it's yeah, Windows. It's, it's Windows. You have a PC, you have it already, all the drivers installed on your PC. Yeah, so a lot of people don't know that Windows Mixed Reality Portal is pre-installed on all Windows 10 machines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. I had a quick question for you because I'm just thinking about the hidden costs of this headset. There's two things, I think. One is, like, if you want to play Oculus-exclusive content, you have to go through Revive, I suppose. Yes. And then the second hidden cost of it, and really a cost... Is what graphics card do you need? Like I'm on, I you know when when Oculus moved from CV1 to Rift S, they did that smart change with the refresh rate and the resolutions. So they gave you a bit of re resolution, they took away a little bit of refresh. So your 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 needs under the hood were about the same. For this compared to say a Rift S, like Rift S will run happily on a 1080, but what card would you say would be needed for a happy run with this? Is there a recommendation, or is there something that you would specifically recommend? Um. 
I mean, I don't have like a 30,000 PCs so to try everything, unfortunately. So I, I, I can just guess a little. I have a 2080 Ti and it runs like completely fine. But that's, of course, like top-notch graphic cards right now. So it's not really like something that you can say. I, I would say that um, uh, with the 2070, or you're, you're already happy. And like you can go down in a... like. When, when you get in the software, actually, the, the default resolution is 150% on SteamVR. So ah, if you're okay. talking about super sampling, so you can drop it down to 100% and uh, you already gain a lot of, uh, you know, performance. Mm. But I, I don't, Windows Mixed Reality also has the option to run a 60 hertz oh. if you really want. Uh, mm. is, that's in Windows. I, I don't recommend it. Uh, but if really you want the headset, I don't know why you should get it if you don't have a PC powerful enough. But you are uh, with the lower specs, you still can run it. It's not gonna look as great though. Uh, the thing is, like if you hate the screen door effect, that's maybe your reason. But that will be the only reason because bringing down the resolution, then you have pixelation and stuff that can be a little annoying. Yeah. Thanks. I hope, okay. uh, I hope that was a good answer. Yeah, to no, it. I, I, was a great I, answer. Thank, yeah. thank you for the presentation. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, I think, you know, we've covered as much one. as we can uh, in the time that we've got. So I, I do really appreciate you joining us and, and talking about it. Um, and I think a lot of people got their questions answered. So uh, I think we'll wrap up the talk about the yeah. G2 there and then uh, hand it over to Zim for the latest oh, releases yeah. this week to see uh, what we've got to be excited oh. for next week because we Again. have got some games that I'm super pumped Again. for next week. And subscribe, we'll subscribe to this beautiful man, please. Link in the description. There we uh, go. Are you Don't. talking about Rowdy, right? The oh, yeah, man. sorry. I mean, <laughs> the ugly man. The ugly man. Him too. No, I mean... All right. So releases. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's talk what's coming out. This first one is not the game that Mike is hoping for, uh, but given the political landscape in, in North America and anything that can help, um, I thought it would be worthwhile showcasing this one. This is from uh, Bottom of the Barrel. Uh, this is Jerry Mander Madness, uh, the anti-democracy VR game. So actually, this is an educational app, uh, although it, it, it is packaged in a kind of a game. For those who don't know what gerrymandering is, it's the practice uh, of that's intended to establish an unfair political advantage for a particular party or group by manipulating uh, district boundaries. And so, for a lot of people who maybe tracked the um, you know the U.S. elections and in, in, in previous runs, gerrymandering is a good way for politicians to kind of weasel their way in, even if they're not getting the vote. So they're really playing a game. And so that's what the creators from Crosscom Incorporated have dropped out on the Oculus Rift platform on the 13th of August. Uh, so this is uh, Gerrymander Madness. It's free. Um, and neither Democratic Party in the U.S. has sponsored this one. The, the actual <laughs> intention of the game is to show how much of a distinct unfair manipulation uh, that gerrymandering can have on an environment. And again, always looking for tools that help to educate and, you know, arm people with knowledge and facts. I think games and VR in particular are a great, great way to do that. And it actually allows you to see some of the data as you're playing and learning about how this actually works. So if you're looking to inform yourself and you're on Rift, Gerrymander Madness, that might be for you. Next one, um, one of the titles that I think uh, Mike will be uh, interested in, which is actually landing or has just landed yesterday. Uh, this is a uh, Four Ponies production. You'll have probably never heard of them. <laughs> this this uh, 
motley crew of four VR chat creators came together and created The Devouring. Uh, it's a free thing on, on VR chat that you can play a four to five hour experience in VR chat, uh, which is focused on atmosphere, slow pacing, and stressful horror. So hopefully you can find a good group to play with uh, as uh, watching others react is part of the experience. Uh, it looks actually quite visually interesting. Doesn't actually look like VR chat at all to me. No, um, I was I was I was about to ask like, if I, if I heard you correctly. It's in VR chat. Yeah, part of VR and it's chat. Free. And actually, yep. wow. and it's free. Uh, so you know, for the devouring for a four or five hour experience. Some people taking I've seen screenshots seven hours to complete it. Um, it gives you a sizable amount of content uh, as has come out. Thank you to Mike for uh, pitching me this one. I wouldn't have found it, but my God, it looks interesting and certainly will bring me into, into VR chat. And actually, if you manage to beat the game, if you manage to complete uh, then this game, which landed on August 14th, there's an additional uh, world, a realm called the Devouring Hub, which shows players who managed to complete the main world. Ooh. So for a bit of pride, can actually a visit game that as well. within a game. How a next level? Game. I think this That's is also. Awesome. I know that you That's can play games universe. in VR chat, but this yeah. is this is the the most extensive that I've seen it so far. Yeah. I mean, are, are yeah. there more kind of experiences like this in VR chat? That we're... I've played. I've played a VR horror built on. I'm trying to remember. It's a very popular um, dystopian universe with like aliens and stuff. Kind of almost a bit like. Uh, oh, fuck it. What's that famous British teleporter guy? Uh, the tra the time traveler. The Doctor Who. Doctor Doctor Who, thank you. Um, so it was like oh, in that universe. <laughs> American, I throw my uh, passport out there. Um, but yeah, it, it was interesting, like to, to play a horror game in 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 VR chat that way. Like, uh, but this is like, as you said, Roddy, very extensive mm. for what you can expect. Yeah. The visuals are great. Looking. I really want to like, try this one. I really want to try yeah. this one. We should try yeah. this one together. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I queue should. up. I'd, I'd do that. Okay. You know? yeah. Definitely. That would be amazing, like a, a, a four-way podcast job. We all stop together. You know? like Mike and I, walk uh, in the front. I will just, you know, stay in the back to yeah. uh, check if there are no, uh, you know. We can't leave until we finish it. That's the most oh, okay. <laughs> That's a, it's it's going to make for a long recording. Yeah. Anyway, so that was The Devouring. Um, and the third one that I wanted to show this week uh, is something that's coming out shortly. Totally different thing. We were talking about Oculus Social. So if you're looking for a kind of a social application... Alco VR, which has been out on Oculus Go for a year, uh, is coming to Oculus Quest as of the 20th of August. Now, what can you do in Alcove? It's kind of a smattering. It reminded me a lot of those um, early, um, like, like Mike, when you and uh, Nathy got together playing checkers or watching YouTube videos and stuff. Oculus it's Rooms. It's a little bit... It's better than Oculus Rooms in its visuals. So its visual presentation is a lot nicer in Alcove. And they call it the family corner in VR because there's a number of different things you can do in there. I checked this out actually today on Go just to see like how far I could get with it and if it was any fun. The media part, like you couldn't look up YouTube videos. You could only pick from like pre-selected content. There was maybe 20 or 30 different things you could watch in different categories. But I would just, you know, within 10 minutes, me and a buddy or my wife or whatever, we would have just like given up on that bit. The next piece that they showcase is basically showing, you know, your family pictures on the wall. Um, but I found even their like stock images were like the wrong aspect ratio. You have to go to a website to load it and you have to load it from Facebook. So it's a really kind of cumbersome mechanism where I thought that this really did uh, have a place. I think Alcove has a place um, for the ride-alongs. So like in... Um, and I'm struggling to remember the other the other Go app where you could go into like a Google Maps type view Wonder. and go with 
Say it again. Wonder. Wonder. A lot like Wonder, where Wonder. you could go along with somebody else. There are curated like 360 experiences, like going up in a hot air balloon. And the, the hot air balloon around you, the basket, is uh, virtualized. It's a VR thing. And then outside of that, there's a quite a nice looking like 360 degree That's video. Cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you've got, for instance, uh, tours in the hot air balloon of, you know, like the Swiss, uh, Swiss mountain range, their lake system and stuff like that. You can go for a car or a, a kind of a tour bus ride in certain cities. So to be able to do that with up to four people uh, seems pretty cool. There was another like more uh, relaxed part of the app, which is you're out on a balcony and you can kind of change what you're looking at. And there's like meditative, like walk along things. So if you're really a tree hugger type, you can get along with your tree hugger friends and you can all ohm together or whatever. Even, but even, I, I even, thought that the ride alongs were the even best Even with part. this, you know, kind of like indie experience, if this would yeah. be the hub in my Oculus Quest, I would already be happy yeah. to just have this with my friends. Is this just a, anything, right? Is this a paid app? Uh, <laughs> this is the one chink in my armor. I don't believe so. I okay. think it's free compared oh. to what I was seeing, but I could be wrong in that. I did right. check it, but I, again, the problem is when you're signed into your account, Oh yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it tricks yeah. you, you know, yeah. but, um, I saw, I saw gerrymander as, as, as a paid app. So I think it's free. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's probably it. Whilst feature rich, it does feel quite shallow to me. Would it attract me? Probably not, but Hey, take a bus tour with your family or whatever couple other uh, mentions before we go. Those were the games uh, to kind of look forward to. So a couple of other things. Uh, let me just throw up a, a little uh, trailer here of this one. So for those of you who have been kayaking and having a good time in Phantom Covert Ops, there is a challenge pack update coming, which is kind of exciting and seems a little bit like back in the Unreal Tournament days of modifiers. So um, they've actually brought in a bunch of kind of silly add-ons, I would say, uh, to the game in this challenge pack, which is a free DLC. Uh, and, and they mentioned that this is the first of their, their DLCs that are planned. Uh, so there's like loose cannon, which is in increased explosive force. Uh, powder keg, my personal favorite, exploding headshot. So you pop somebody and you can take out three or four people in one go. Unfathomable, which is reversed controls. So on these timed courses, uh, you actually have to paddle backwards to go forwards, left to go right, that kind of stuff. Looks oh. absolutely a complete nightmare, <laughs> and the stream would probably eat that up. Uh, and then and then there's some other like target shooting and, and practice arenas in there as well. As you can see in the trailer, they even put together a little video for this release. Uh, and so if you have kind of gotten your fill of covert ops, uh, this will probably bring you back in for another go or two. So that's, awesome a, that's a awesome DLC update. update yeah, this, looks, this looks really fun. This yeah. really does. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's interesting because it almost goes into that territory of blood and truth for me, where it's like oh. you've gone, you've taken a yeah, serious yeah, yeah, game yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you've gone kind of, I feel like it's a developer placation technique where they're like, no guys, you can do your silly stuff at the end. Just like oh, wait yeah. till the end, we'll package it as a free update <laughs> and you can do it then. But what know? I like about it is that it's so soon after the game's release that they've added this free content, you know, Yeah, and I, I but, think that's you, great. Yeah. Again, I think that supports my th thinking of like the developers all want to do crazy shit, and they're like, no, 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 no. the editors these, like, these, no, we yeah. gotta ship it. These, these are like the developer tools that they used to kind of used to yeah, have tweak the explosions, and I was like, let's yeah. just throw the thing in there. That's so <sighs> weird. Yeah, it's it's the Friday night fun that developers love having, you know, <laughs> that's their peak to the. Oh, yeah. So a couple, just two more things I wanted to mention before I let you all go. Um, you guys know I'm a big Subpack fan. So Subpack had a major announcement. They don't often bring out gear, right? It's not common. Like every two years they might announce something. And there's a new piece of equipment, which is doing a really interesting thing. It's fusing their two main product lines into one. 
which makes it really exciting for me and definitely something that I'm going to look at, look at buying. Here's the key features. So the Subpack X1, pre-orders for this are opening on the 18th of August, so just a couple of days more. Um, the form factor, they've reduced its size and footprint. It's also now flexible, whereas the back one was more like a hard shell. Um, they've got an equalizer, so you can define it to high and low pass filters, which basically means you can tune it to the game so that it responds better, which is important in games like, you know, Assetto Corsa, for example. Why don't I wear, wear a subpack in Assetto Corsa? Because uh, it's not comfortable leaning back on my seat with it. But this does and answers a great question. They actually turn it into uh, a, a wearable backpack that can actually also strap to your chair and give, give you that vibration effect into the chair. So they had a range, the S2 range, which was chair specific. They had the M2 and M2X, which were backpacks. And now they've got the combination in the X1. So this makes me really excited. We don't have a price point yet. We don't have further details. That's it until the pre-orders open. Um, but I'm going to be hovering with my mouse over this. And yet again, please send me some baby food because I'm, oh I'm going to need it. Yeah. Are, they, are, they still, are they still selling the Beat Saber one too? Or? Uh, I think that was a limited supply. I haven't seen that on sale in a while. So yep. I'll say no. I've actually got um, the Woodja vest here as well. Like uh, They were sending them out to some creators this week. So I've, I've nice. actually got a video planned for comparing the... Subpack uh, M2, the Woodger vest, and the B Haptics vest as well, and like a little ultimate show showdown. So hopefully, I'll have that next week. Uh, I was going to say you have to plan an update. The Woodger, I've heard very positive things from from mm. friends of mine who have it. Yeah, looking forward to one trying of the things that. that people one of the things that people don't think about, and I think you should cover in your in your video, Mike, if if you weren't planning it. The Bluetooth technology in the Woodger is a low latency version compared to say the original Subpack M2, which you will notice discernible latency. Say if you pair a Quest. To the sub pack interesting and it isn't i'll say it's not a happy pairing that um but if you cable it to something like you cable it to your system and you're playing with a rift s or something that or an index then you feel it and it's in it's enough in step but if you try to go over the older uh, bluetooth mechanism with the currently experimental bluetooth on quest it doesn't merge so great so again i want to hear does this new sub pack have the new bluetooth as well because that can be uh, a make or break decision for me, Wujer versus Subpack. Awesome. I'll keep you updated. Nice. Thank you. Uh, looking forward to your video. And then the final thing, a little bit of news. I don't normally highlight articles that I read, but there was one in a game that I've been playing because you guys know I've been doing cockpit stuff for a while now. Box Machina has been kind of feeding us little updates. And I noticed this playing the game about two weeks ago when I got my Hotas out and I was like all revving, ready to go. And I was playing along and I noticed that things were a bit different. Road to VR covered this in an article this week. And I thought they did a really good job of highlighting what's changed in the game. The fact that there's now co-op modes, some new mechs that you might not have experienced if you played it like a year ago, like I had. And honestly, the visuals and interaction systems oh. and the the um, even the like radio voiceover overlay when you're talking to other people around the planet and how you move in the mechs, it's all just beautifully orchestrated now. It looks great. It feels great. So if I you're hyped for squadrons, back in the beginning. Yes. yeah, it, I mean, it, it was, was fantastic it was before, fantastic but game. they've really tuned it. They've really, really tuned it. And I think it, it, it feels great. Sorry, Rowdy, go ahead. You wanted to say more. No, no, that was it. I, I just wanted to say that I really liked this game already before. So uh, this, this is like this another multiplayer that I want to see on every platform. Totally underrated oh. this. Like uh, yeah. it's like another yeah. hidden gem, I think. Vox yes. Machine. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, like and the way just to talk with your teammates, like uh, you had to grab oh, yeah, the walkie-talkie. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that was, was awesome. amazing. You, you really feel in the game like you're like driving a Mac. Yes. Yeah. Or, or it kind of reminds me of what I wanted from Hawken, like when they announced 
you know, originally that Hawking was going to work with the Oculus Rift oh, DK1 yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, um, yeah. But they also I, implemented smooth cameras for content creators as well, which yeah, is super, is. super nice. I hope that the player base already sparked because I think Mike and I played it and it was very hard to find other people to play against because this is one of those arenas where it's really fun if you have a lot of people jumping in. It's it's, it, it's chock-a-block chock when I last played it two weeks that's, ago. That's so there were full lobbies, um, both European and, uh, and, and American wow. from what I could see. Um, now it's probably not the same as some, but I mean, I was getting full matches and I think that's eight V eight or four V four. I can't remember which, um, the one thing I, I miss said there was I mentioned by Hotas this actually, and I'd forgotten when I got into the game, I was like, Oh, I need my Hotas for this. You don't, yeah. it's got touch controller support. That's really, really good in cockpit. And I wanted to stress this because again, if you're getting hyped for these kind of real heavy, you know, combat sim games, this one can really help you out. It's got a real unique kind of mechanism. Feels great. Got all these kind of expensible modules around you. Uh, and Vox Machina is a decent price. It's about 20 quid uh, last I saw. So I, I, that's another big recommendation for me. Something to, to pick up if you're you know really looking forward to cockpit sims uh, and squadrons is on your radar. That's one uh, to definitely play while you're waiting. I, I found always people in that game anyway because like I feel like there's a part of a community that is like very passionate about mech games like mm. about like uh, <laughs> uh, stuff like that and uh, mm -hmm. like I mean it's a famous thing for like uh, other old games in the past and like I feel like they really have a very passionate community over there playing yeah like if you were like a Steel Battalion fan you know this is going to mm -hmm. be your jam in VR you know Mm -hmm. I, can you imagine like being yeah steel a battalion fan and then just never having a vr experience and getting dropped into vox Holy crap. i think you would i think it would blow your mind and you just you yeah. walk out without your wallet it would you blow your I mean? mind and blow your pants that's what would happen blow your pants and, and just to mention so that any of the techies out there so the bluetooth mechanism that i was talking about was aptx uh which is the which is the protocol that um thank you chat for helping me out with that one uh, but that was it for releases this week. Uh, just some recommendations there at the end. Things to look out awesome. for. Lots of kind of free stuff. That's great. And from what we hear from Mike, uh, things could be warming up even more next week. So uh, look out onto the uh, yeah. horizon. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and also something I should mention is that Microsoft Flight Simulator launches on Tuesday. Although it won't have VR support yet, like we mentioned in a previous episode of the show, <laughs> VR support will be coming later to Windows MR first, then other PC yeah. VR headsets. Yeah. But I am super, super hyped to try it out anyway. So I'm going to be getting my practice in. Um, and then next week, we're going to be talking about like uh, HOTASs, like which are ones you should buy if you're looking at buying a HOTAS for like Microsoft Flight Sim or Squadron. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, I just want to say thank you again to Tyrell for joining us uh, throughout the show this week. I really, really appreciate it. Always awesome to hang out with you, uh, particularly as we can't do that in in real life this year. Um, but just a reminder to everyone, this is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and Twitch. Show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Hit the like button and subscribe to the channel for all our future content. And we'll be back on the show next week with more VR news. But until then, take care of yourselves. <laughs> Have a great week in VR, and bye-bye for now.